saying if you guys have you guys been seeing those AI presidents talking yes. about it? I love those so much. My favorite one was the Dark Souls one where it was like I, I haven't seen the Dark Souls one. Oh, There's yeah. a lot oh, of good God. ones. Said, There's some Minecraft ones. Some the Minecraft one ones. was like <laughs> They're good. It's so good. It's scary how accurate it is, honestly. It is. Deepfakes mm-hmm. are going to be... That's why, like, at this point, I refuse to use any chat GPT. Just because I know it's a matter of time until they start trying to take my job. Like, You're giving them strength. <laughs> don't, don't feed the monster. Like, that's what, we, that's what we all say. Like, don't feed the monster. Ugh, well, we predicted it. Yeah, we predicted We were all... We said robots are going to take over the world. Yeah, everyone was worried about zombies. And I was like, you got to worry about robots. You got to worry about robots. And because history is a circle. And every nightmare is just yesterday again. Uh, All right. (laughs) We almost had a Nazi uprise this year. No, let me stop. Or last year. We have them all the time. It is weird. We we do have them all the time. That's That's true. That would be... That is the only metric by which I am judging 2023. How many <laughs> times do I see Nazis? <laughs> you guys see what's I mean, happening hey, in New you York? You could do that. You could do school shooting. What, what's you can what's do going anything. on in New York? So apparently on the 28th, there's supposed to be a uh, neo-Nazi hate rally attacking synagogues. Oh my god, of oh. course. Yeah, let me see That's if I can cool. find. Let me fi- see if I can find the info on it. Um, you know what? What is the KKK up to recently? Let, let's let's take a look at that. Well, don't let's just go to let's fucking look at Indiana. All the extreme groups. <laughs> all right, here it is. Neo Nazis and fellow white supremacy groups are planning a national day of hate for this Saturday, February twenty fifth. So it's twenty fifth. Um, national day of hate. And then an internal memo awesome. from a, a forum that got uncovered says. Join blank, whatever the group is, doesn't say, in a day of mass anti-Semitic action. We are calling on all fighters of truth and justice to take a stand and expose the international clique of parasitic vermin that infest our nation today. A national day of activism is set for February 25th. Make your voices heard loud and clear. The one true enemy of the American people is the Jew. We refuse to capitulate to the anti-white establishment wishes that our race be subverted and controlled by the devil's chosen few. The people demand white power. Shock the masses with banner drops, stickers, flyers, and graffiti. Inaction is unacceptable. The time to stand up for your people is today. Jasper, we're recording. Stop reading the hate. Where did you get this from? What's going on? Out of context. Beautiful. What the fuck? Thanks for demonetizing us. (laughs) Yeah, and they they sign it off real cute, too. But, you know, it's a whole thing. You gotta make it welcoming. Look, all I'm saying is this. Uh, Did you know that you can make napalm by easily combining gasoline with concentrated Florida Georgia, Florida orange juice? Welcome to the show, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first episode we're opening up with extreme groups. (laughs) Your references are out of control. Everybody knows that. Yeah, Jasper gets it. Jasper knows what's it. up. Yeah. I know what's up. Look, all disc, I know is the that the disc is in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, look, all I know is that I was supposed to drink bleach to avoid COVID. So he, no, he's just here so he won't get that fined. Was, that was your. He's just here so he won't get fined. That facts. was your best friend. Your best friend was like, "We should drink bleach," <laughs> and I was like, "Maybe just put on your mask." Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that this time. I'm, I'm going to put my mask on and I'm not going to drink bleach. Yeah. I'm good. If you take the horse paste, the, the hat people will come and talk to you. Look, I... No, that's a deep cut. It's just like, why do... <laughs> there's just other horse drugs I want. Like, uh, like, can I trade ivermectin for other 
for other horse substances. No. Just, just hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> Try it. Try it. It'll fix all your problems. I mean, delicious, delicious hydroxychloroquine. I mean, does it get you fucked up though? Like, anyway. <laughs> Purvis, let's go to the news. <laughs> I haven't been able to have like an actual thought since we started recording. I no thoughts. Like, yeah, you can't Head empty. <laughs> so you ever look at somebody and wonder what's going inside their head? Like, They're just one brain nothing. cell bouncing around Absolutely like the fucking screensaver on one of the old DVD players. Hey, but when you hit the corner, I'm just saying. Sir, that's serotonin deal. right there. That's the best. That's pure nostalgia. <laughs> They That's say, essentially what drugs do to you. <laughs> they say if you if you watch the DVD thing hit the corner, you become king. Mm. Yeah. Timothy? I don't know. The third? Okay, anyway. Actually, though, we're a hip-hop podcast. Believe, Believe it or not. not. So. We're not a hate group podcast or a make-your-own-weapons podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know... <laughs> Yet. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we're getting there. Anywho, getting into... Getting into although, this although, we do have the oh, setup for one of those... We do have one of the setup for one of those really bad jokes, right? No, Which is... Like a black guy, a Jew, and an Italian-American oh, walking yeah, we actually... And... <laughs> wow. We are a perfect group. <laughs> we, are, we are a perfect group. We, we hit every angle. We hit every demographic. We are optimized. We're four quadrants. You know what that means? Networks, pick us up. Like, give us a show. Like, and plus, we're better than, it's we're better be, than Crossfire. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we're going to put it underneath a black-owned business. I yeah, think that automatically gives us multiple props right there. Purvis gets to 34. That's what we do. Like, majority black-owned. <laughs> it only makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get to okay. the news, Purvis? Yes, yes. Because this is actually the first week where we have legitimate multiple releases coming out yeah this is um, a big week I, yeah i've been complaining how slow this year has been yeah, but hey we are really starting annoying. off um j- just on the surface level we're gonna start off with the albums essentially i'm gonna come out with early releases or early announcements i should say six slack black slack whatever you want to say um he has released he has his album coming out in March. He's been doing a lot of promo for that. Some really dope stuff I've been seeing in terms of like videos of his group giving out flowers around Valentine's Day. It's just nice little stuff like that. A good little touch. We haven't seen him in a very long time, so I'm excited for that. Um, This week we have, and Jasper, I know you are ecstatic. <laughs> we have the Daft Punk 10-year anniversary plus 35 extra minutes of unreleased music. Um, this is actually a pretty big deal. That to get on the internet. <laughs> so, to be to be specific, it's the 10 year anniversary of Random Access Memories, which came out in 2013. Yes. So they're dropping a updated version with extra content. I'm so excited. So when you say updated, has it been optimized? Is it no? I mean that oh. album is that album is pretty much perfect. They're just adding on extra. Like, yeah, I think it's like extra all stuff. The extra stuff that they cut from the major from the main release. Yeah, okay. your boy already ordered it. Vinyl will ship May eighth. Not bad, not bad. I'm ready. Add to the collection. I'm I taking a break. I have. Hold on, hold on. I I don't need another object fetish. I'm fine. Like, Look, you're uh, gonna start with no. shoes, okay? And then we'll get you to vinyl. Two boxes. We right got there. we got number one right here. <laughs> yeah. Perfect edition. And 
in a couple couple months we're gonna have number two with the clear crystal version and what's funny is the cd version they're putting out this time around actually has the inside that uh this one has but they're just putting it out on on the cd double edition for whatever reason Ooh, interesting yeah that's actually really dope they they put it upside down but you know like there you go oh it's a piano not bad at all yo loki every time i've been looking into vinyls Vinyls go like really in depth. Like, there's always like the extra design, stuff in the it. There's that's the only reason I buy them. Yeah, it's the insane. The, the blonde one that I have, I w- I am so upset. I w- that would be one I would buy. I would buy blondes. I'm really mad at a good start. Them. Yeah, I want to get. I have a couple of them. I have a Rise Against, like one of one thousands, mm-hmm. and I have Good Kid, Mad City, and I kind of just want to like hang them on my wall, like. I was yeah, contemplating I mean, doing that, honestly. Yeah, I definitely buy them more for the artistic value than for actually using them yeah. functionally because, yeah. you know, they're they're more convenient ways to listen to music at similar quality unless you're like really into audio audiophile gear. Yeah, but you have they come ten thousand dollars of audio equipment. Right, right. And they they come with a ton of cool extra little features and things like we said, and it's a great way to support an artist, especially if you just like stream them and they get like you know a tenth of a penny off of however many fucking streams it is now. So, nope. That's valid. Yeah. That's totally valid. You know, I, I got no hate for that. I just, once again, I said it to purpose. I don't need another thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and moving them sucks when you move with vinyl because <laughs> you're always scared I, it's going like, to bend. Or... I collect books. I don't need to be told how much fucking moving <laughs> sucks. Yeah, facts. Yeah, like... <laughs> that is your choice, look. <laughs> I, I know. Dude, I got like 300 Blu-rays. Like, they're all under this... Bed. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forget about that. Yeah. Like, that's something I'm trying to build out is a Blu-ray collection. At some point. I, I stopped doing it just because, like, I don't know. Streaming. Like, streaming and, like, I, I bought one Blu-ray last year. I got the Batman. That makes sense. Because, yeah. like, that's that's going to be a classic for you. That's a, that's a cl- That already is a classic. <laughs> that is right. the blonde of Batman movies. Like, hey. <laughs> all right. I, <laughs> that is a high bar. Yeah. <laughs> Not to give too much away early here, but I'm getting some server level hardware for free to do a home server with. Ooh, so that's... your boy is going to be spinning up a little media server. Ooh, is this awesome. an update to what I think it is? Perhaps. Interesting. <laughs> I don't so, know what's going fine. on. <laughs> the, the plan is to uh, yeah. The plan we'll is say to, it off camera. <laughs> the plan is to basically have Blu-rays to then populate a media server with so they can be oh, I can, over, over internet i can uh oh, yeah. i'll lend you all mine don't admit to piracy on the podcast god damn it i uh, i admit to terrorism on the we've podcast. done worse like, <laughs> we've done worse <laughs> right, like, yeah. we opened up this podcast with probably our worst opening yeah. we've done worse <laughs> they made it this far they already know we're all okay also that's technically legal like if you burn a you copy right? that was paid for which all mine were you're right uh it's technically legal. Mm-hmm. All right, Purvis. Album of the week, I think, coming out. Are you? Is it your season? I am extremely excited. Yes, this this is the start of my season. Um, Don Tolliver is coming out with Love Sick. Love Sick. It the, looks the rollout. Phenomenal. Exceptional. Yeah, I am. Like, it looks amazing. Today he's been putting out all the features in terms of like. I didn't so see him. Similar to what Metro Boomin did. Yeah. Where like each song has a its own like cover photo, it's um. Who's on the album? It's looking good. It's looking good. I didn't see who's on the album. Tell me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can pull it up for you. 
Let me pull up this Instagram real quick. I see that there were no it, like stunning names that would be like holy bro, shit. It's Don Tali's season. Okay, he has a song with Wiz Kid. He has a song with James Blake. He has a song with Tusa Korean. I might be saying that incorrectly. He has a song with Little Dirk and Glorilla. A song with his girl Kelly Uchis, I believe. A song with Brett Fias. Okay, that's a that's a. A song with Future and Justin Bieber. That's going to be decent. A song with Charlie Wilson. And a song with Tori Imoy. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, I'm excited. It's no like crazy huge names, like you said. Well, Brett Fias. Probably Future. Brett Brett, Fias is the biggest one. Future. Justin Bieber's Um, a big name. I'm not going to sit here and hate Justin Bieber like it's 2008, but like. Yeah, right now, I feel like he's just kind of irrelevant to me. There's no, guys, there's no need to hate somebody when he's not in your show. Yeah, he's just like so relevant. Yeah. Have you both seen the Wild and Out skit featuring Justin Bieber in 2008 versus 2012 versus 2015? No. No. That that's something I'll have to share with you after this. It's okay. Excellent. Okay. Interesting. Okay. But I'm in. I'll have to stick around. I'm in. Um. But I mean, this this is just the start. I'm really excited. Like like I mentioned before, um, you know, he's one of my angel boys or yeah. golden boys, whatever term we were using. <laughs> I haven't said it in so long. <laughs> there's been um, no albums. There, there's been no albums. And on top of all this, just a nice little additional fact. Travis Scott said he's dropping once everyone on the label drops. So this is just a start. I'm just glad there's progress. Okay. Um, moving on from that, another, in my opinion pretty big release but yeet is coming out with afterlife this has been highly anticipated as well i will say yeet albums as a structure aren't exactly the best he's a very single focused artist yeah. but we're gonna get at least five bangers out of it so i'm here for it well, Facts. um when is our concert jasper when are we going it's been moved to april so mid-april i think Okay, but, well, that's something to look forward to, and we'll probably get, it'll be more like a tour album, if anything, yeah. or a right. tour concert. Um, And then moving on from that, an- another decently big release, I would say, from Logic, College Park. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, his later end of his career is very tainted with four retirements. <laughs> yeah. but, but he's back. He's, he's back. back. <laughs> another one of your angel boys. He used to be an angel boy. I will not deny that fact. I honestly, Logic, I was fully on the Logic band. I wear merch every week just to support artists, and today I'm wearing my Logic hoodie. Um, I, look, I, I'll listen to it. The last one didn't really impress me too much, but I mean, it, it, it's something. I won't complain. And then um, we have Key Glock coming out with Glaucoma 2, the follow-up to the original one. Um... I feel like Key Glock has been on a lot of people's radar. He's on the uprising, I would say. He's not necessarily new. I don't think he qualifies for freshman XXL, but he's definitely increasing his population and his uh, fan base. So excited what he can do with that and what he brings to the table. But that's all the albums. Uh, It's a good start. It's probably the heaviest week we've had this year. Um, Yeah. Besides that, we have a lot of interesting singles. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, with the singles, Brandon, Die For You Remix, 
featuring yeah, this Ari- is Ariana a Grande. Lot, weird, long time coming kind of thing. That like, I'm not when mad. When did the album come out? Die for you. I think it was on. I have no idea. Like it wasn't on Dawn FM. That's what I'm saying. So like, has it, anyone ever released a remix to a song on a it was not on the latest Star album? Boy. No. Yeah, it was, it, was on, it was on Starboy. Die for You is Starboy? Yeah. That's an old song, yeah. Which is Okay, I'm just confused now. Yeah, I don't I'm know just why this is coming confused. out. confused. <laughs> I heard about it too, but like What? Like He's done maybe what, two or three songs with her? Yeah, roughly? a bunch. And they're really good. They I think they work really well off each other. Like I'm not mad at it at all. I'm just like why? Like, why is this happening? Like, I feel like Ariana Grande was just sitting at home. It came on shelf and was like, "I'm going to text the weekend." <laughs> probably <laughs> just like do a remix. Probably. Um, but yeah, weird. But weird that, that's weird release. I don't know. Maybe it's leading up to something. He did. I did see a couple of posts saying he's taking a whole new direction. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm here for it. Um. Interesting enough, we have. <laughs> Pusha C dropping a single for the movie Cocaine Bear. Dude, I am so How appropriate excited. is I'm this? I'm seeing this movie this weekend. I'm so excited. Why? Dude, this it is looks a meme so movie, correct? Good. It looks okay, so good. Okay, no. It's based off a true story. It's about a bear who does cocaine. This is my Black Panther. Like I know <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? There's no shot. There's no shot. There's this no is way. this is your Black Panther. And this is Purvis's 9/11. There's just no way. I don't even know what to say to you right now. Your reaction is priceless. <laughs> Moving on. No, I'm, I'm over it. I just I don't care about the movie anymore. I don't care about the single. Just... It's Pusha D for Cocaine Bear. This is perfect. This is just like when Kendrick Lamar... I'll stop. Like... Nah, I was about to get up and walk off. I literally warned Brandon earlier today. If he says something outlandish, I will leave the show and just be like, I'm over it. And I feel like he's testing it. No, I'm. Um, I love movies with stupid premises. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a kid of the B movies, like the cheap shit you would read at Blockbuster. This sounds amazing. You went and saw the room recently. Yes, I did. I recently saw the room in person. Like, <laughs> I left my house and went to go see this movie. To be fair, I went across the street. Put emphasis but like, on this. <laughs> like, but yeah, that's <laughs> this. This is unacceptable behavior. This movie's gonna be. Um, I won't see this movie uh, unless, like, no, I just won't see this movie. I don't see a situation. Um, you're gonna be anyway. stuck on a Southwest Airlines flight one day, and you're gonna see this movie against your will. I will literally cover my eyes with my shirt and sit in silence over <laughs> watching this movie. I will sit in silence. For six hours on a flight to whatever. Would you rather then watch to then watch this movie? Would you rather watch Cocaine Bear or listen to Macklemore's The Heist every day for a month? <laughs> <laughs> 
every Ooh. day for a month? Ooh. Just Ooh. once. Just once. That's not even fair. That's not comparable. Isn't it though? Fine, you have to listen to it for twice the purpose of cocaine bear. But but purpose, it's the return of the Mac. They can't hold us, Purvis. I just, I don't want to continue. <laughs> That's almost like 10,000 hours worth of Macklemore. We have such a good episode, and it has been absolutely ruined in the first, like, 20 minutes. We've talked about 20 minutes groups. on the doubt. We've <laughs> talked about bombs, and we've talked about cocaine there. Like, there's no structure. I'm having a great week. What are you talking about? <laughs> Moving on, we have... Something much more impressive. Little Wayne featuring DMX releasing a single called Kate Nobody, a rollout for that Carter Six. That bear has done more drugs than, Coke, than Little Wayne has. <laughs> Little Wayne doesn't even have a voice anymore. I promise you he's done more drugs. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on from that, um, Stormzy featuring Rima. Uh, Hide and Seek remix is coming out. Excited for that. Um, my guilty pleasure, and I know you're gonna hate me for this. I actually want to listen to the little pump featuring smoke pump song, Tesla. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I probably, I am gonna be less bigoted towards this song than you were being about the cocaine bear song. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. I, I'm okay with the song, but we're not gonna sit compare cocaine bear to Black Panther. It's it's not necessary. <laughs> But I will say, my guilty pleasure is not Little Pump, but it is Smoke Perp. His first album is phenomenal, in my opinion. Um, so I'm excited for this to come out, even though Little Pump <laughs> is Little Pump. Is this one of the people we would throw in the river that we were talking about before? Oh, we didn't bring him up, but yeah, probably. He's a, he's a river. He's a river rapper. We would throw Little Pump in the river. <laughs> okay, but... Um, moving on to the news, we don't have a lot of news, but it is something that I wanted to highlight. Um, well, two things I want to highlight that actually has happened occurring recently. Um, first one, Lil Yachty, after the album release, he's still in the news. He has done an interview <laughs> with Drake. Um, it's supposed to be promoting, I believe, the new sunglasses that he was talking about on Instagram, which look decent yeah but more importantly what everyone's paying attention to is drake hinting at the end of his career yeah that's interesting is it he has a pretty packed discography so like if he ended it's a long it's a long i get it it's a long career and like in some ways he's going out on top you know so people would argue that yeah, that's a crazy no, part. Somebody some, argued that with me today. There are, look, there are some ways. There are some points. The thing is that, like, it's not like he's Kendrick, though. Like, it's he's not undebatably okay, on top. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Is that you can make some arguments that he's, like, the most popular artist in the world right now, therefore going out, going out on top. But it's debatable, unlike some other rappers. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess it depends uh, on what you value in the music. Cause he is the most decorated, most popular, but you're right. It's not Kendrick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see if he does one last album. I just, I, I don't really understand the concept. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is because 
Logic is dropping an album this week. What is the purpose of even declaring retirement in this type of industry? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I, that That's a really good question. Because, like, we talked about it, like, a month ago when we did our Rappers Over 40 thing. Is that, mm-hmm. like, I think there's this belief that, like, hip-hop is a young man's game. And that's, like, certainly true to an extent. But, like, <clears throat> I think people really model it off of a sports career. And it's, just not, it's the not the same, right? You can, right. You can make great hip-hop into your 40s and 50s, you know? Like... It's just that it's kind of untested waters because the genre is so young. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and when you get to that point in your career is where it's only so much you more you yeah. can share. <laughs> but, I, you know, I wonder if it's just like Drake is just done with his situation. You know, like, yeah, like he's super popular, but like, is he well liked? That is an interesting question because I, I feel like and again, this is something else that is sports related, but somehow music and sports always kind of get connected and compared. Yeah, but do. like, it's very interesting. You watch someone quote unquote rise to the top and they immediately just start receiving random hate. And so regardless if you're talking about either some kind of sport like LeBron or whether it be music like Drake, I just feel like it. once people kind of make it to the top, they start receiving I don't want to say unjustified because there are some valid points on why Drake isn't necessarily good, but I feel like they receive additional hate just because they're there. Yeah. He's like, he deserves some hate, but you think he's over. Right. Yeah. Right. And and, in most cases, it's just not really like for what that's, that's what I'm getting to. Cause I feel like once you reach a certain level and I feel like the topic that we're discussing that we're going to get to eventually, it's really like two or three steps away from like, like what's a classic? So like to be on a Mount Rushmore, you have to reach a certain level of success. And I feel like people so easily dismiss like what you accomplish in your career <laughs> just because you're at that level and you and they want to compare you to other people when like there's tears to this. Like there's levels to this, I feel like. So I agree. I I I, I agree totally, you know. My thing is that like you know, the thing is that, like, I don't know. I just feel like Drake is, there's an asterisk next to it. You know what I mean? That's fair. There are plenty of rappers <laughs> who can just make the claims he does. Um, mm. But, yeah, I guess we'll get to that when we get to the actual conversation. Personally, I think it's probably, I think he probably wants to do other things. He, he's made his money. That's probably important. that is true. He has no reason to continue. Yeah, <laughs> unless like this is something that he as desires. Like, you know, like as much as I liked her loss, like do you think he has like a something worthwhile to add? Like completely decommodified. Say, is there anything more in the tank? Is like, like yeah, and Jasper's shaking his head because like as much as I enjoy some early Drake and even her loss, like you're not gonna get early Drake back. So that's the thing. You know, like, imagine if J. Cole said he was retiring. Okay, I'll be mad as hell. Yeah, you know, he has a similar catalog. Right. You know, in terms of size. You know. In terms of success. Yeah. yeah, Definitely. So, yeah, that's my thought on it. Okay, fair enough. Um, But, yeah, we'll we'll end up circling back. Do you have anything? I mean, 
anybody who watches this podcast knows how I feel about this exact situation. Um, I mean, you can't you can't have it both ways, right? Like we were talking, you're just talking about Kendrick and Drake. You know, if Drake did choose to, you know, pull out all the stops and really wanted to end his career on like a defining album or a defining piece of media, he would inevitably, I think, lose the popularity crown because to to have a voice that has something legitimate to share is going to always alienate some people whereas you know commercially he's on top so he can take that and and just kind of you know exit stage left and and move on and do something else but yeah i I just think creatively there's a bankruptcy there because he can't afford to strain any one direction to you know make something that would be considered critically really good and have something genuine to say without it hurting his his numbers because there's inherently an imbued kind of intensity or seriousness there that his audience just isn't looking for. I think the, the easy listening crowd, the, the hip hop or rap easy listening crowd, will not follow that. And I think that's why it's like you know, it, it's if he thinks it's time, I think it's definitely time. You know, if it's just more of the same kind of not creatively bankrupt, but just kind of empty music that we've seen over like the past few projects, in my opinion, then you know. It is what it do is. you think if he dropped a concept album, would it do well? Based off of like what you just said, because like a lot of his listeners may not receive a concept album. I You're think right. it would. I think it would do well initially. It would. It would do. It would have the the effect, right? Everybody listens to it for about a week. Then you have the core people who stick with it, who who appreciate it for what it is, and then you have the easy listening crowd or the the general listening crowd that moves on to something else. And you know, if, if Drake chooses to go that route. He's going to give up the streaming crown to Bad Bunny. Like, that's a foregone conclusion. Um, and, and it's one of those things where when you're that concerned about the numbers, even when you've already effectively won and you don't have anything else to prove, it's going to keep you from producing what, what I would say is probably some of your best work. I mean, the fact that Kendrick at the Grammys came out and said world's most popular underground rapper speaks <laughs> volumes about, like... <clears throat> You know the state of the industry and like how making a statement like that you know having something to say makes you underground i guess you know it's like there's just like a big disconnect i think between what is commercial and what is critical yeah i don't know if i would call kendrick underground but i do know your point well he said he said it he said it he said it he said it right I just, it's interesting that he would even say that, considering the concept of the last album. But anyway. Yeah, no, it's, I, I think that was like intentionally. Like, yeah. Oh, like for sure. Of, for yeah. sure. But, but it, it, it begs the question that I think people have been asking about this kind of uh, juxtaposition of, of what it means to be commercial versus what it means to be, um, you know, yeah, an artist. Su- su- successful from an artist, artistic standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think something that could like, I think, I have to remind myself and I would tell everyone to just be reminded of is like something does not need to be successful for it to be commercial and something mm-hmm. does not need to be good for it to be artistic. Mm. You know, that's I, valid. That's I valid. That's I mean, a, you could call honestly, never mind artistic if you wanted to, because I, it is I a, wouldn't, in a different direction. I wouldn't, but like I would call speeding bullet to heaven like artistic you know i've have some very choice words about that album but Mm -hmm. it feels like an artistic expression and not you know a commercial product so like i think it's just like to decouple it from 
to de- if we're going to talk about those things, we we should make sure we decouple it from like the associations we may have that aren't right. necessarily accurate. You know? Yeah. No, that's valid. Oof. Gentlemen. Well, yeah. Are you ready to rumble? <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, okay, so <clears throat> Jasper, Brandon and I was texting earlier today. Um, and this is after he put up his like yeah. answers to the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Oh, should and, we just do an introduction? Like really quick to what Yeah, we're yeah, doing? for sure. So because President's Day was Monday. Um, and we were struggling <laughs> for a concept. <laughs> We needed something to talk about. This actually worked out perfectly. Um, Brandon suggested <coughs> that we finally do a Mount Rushmore. And I personally was having some difficulties, so I was like, let's split it. Yeah. And no, why not split it? Yeah, it would have been very difficult. Yeah. Um, and so we split it. <clears throat> For those who do not know the block era of hip hop, this is around the late 2000s or the late 2000s, the early 2010s where the genre seems to have a very clear split in terms of the direction of the music and just like yeah. how music is even released. Everything about the genre is essentially just flipped. You um, know, but I, the way I, like, I justified the split between like the, the blog era is like that mm-hmm. was like the first distinct era that like we were involved in, you know? Like it was very true where we were in dialogue with the music and not like looking back on the past, you know? Exactly. I I would say pretty much all of the pre-blog era, like most of these artists, I had to go back and actually experience. You didn't live it, do it. Yeah, we just weren't living through it. That's really the major, major thing. Exactly. So what, what we decided to do was pick four main names to go on the Mount Rushmore for pre-blog era and post-blog era with a couple of honorable mentions. Um, I, I think this is... You can't do split, all Jasper. opinionated, I would pick. say. <laughs> it's all very much opinionated. Um, we we try to decide how to tackle... This challenge, yeah. How do you because, even wrap your head around it? Because, like, is it? That's what I'm saying. Is it like? Is it personal world? opinion? Is it cultural like impact? Like, is it skill? How do you kind of address it? I think we should all kind of like just go around. We'll start with jazz and just say like the framework that we just kind of like the the lens we looked at it from. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm feeling real disrespect. Jasper's right making now. live changes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling real disrespect right now because I asked this exact question in our little group chat before this, like five hours ago, and nobody answered me. Well, we um, well, yeah, I was like, we it's your did. own perspective. Yeah, we both did. Me and Brandon did not do the same. Maybe it didn't come through either. for me. Hold on, let me let me look. Maybe yeah, it didn't come through. You said quick question. Well, you said we did respond. Yeah, we both did. Maybe my phone's tweaking because like the last thing I have is me texting both of you. No, we did. Holy shit. I'm restarting Wait, my phone. It's right like now. blurry. Yeah, I'm yeah. restarting my phone right now. Something's messed up. Yeah, but no, I didn't get, okay, I didn't bad. I was gonna say no. We definitely text back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my bad. Anyway, no, um, you're good. Uh, but it's your own perspective. Like yeah, honestly, so Brandon and I are different. Yeah. <laughs> so how are we doing this? Are we doing pre 2010 first, or are we just doing the whole thing? I say we start pre 2010 first, because I do think like we'll segment those conversations. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, post-2010 some... is going to be actually argumentative because we lived through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, let's start with yeah. pre-blog yeah. era. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. 
Yeah, pre-blog era, my picks for my Mount Rushmore. Uh, number one, I had Tupac. Number two, I had Eminem. Number three, I had Biggie. Number four, I had Jay-Z. And then my honorable mentions, if we're going to get into that, again, pre-2010, are Kanye and 50 Cent. Okay. So, Why well, just run through everyone's, and then we could just like say our reactions? Wait, wait, wait. I want to know, wait, before we run through everyone's, okay, cool. each one I want to understand, like... Yeah, Just questions, basic, comments, vicious attacks. Yeah. <laughs> the thought process. Yeah. I, thought like, process. when, yeah, you, no, when no. you actually sat down and you picked off for, like, mm-hmm. how did you actually approach it? Are these people you actually listen to, or is it like, okay, I know their impact, I got to include it? Because no, I'm so, mixed. So for me, I, I would say I actively listen to, at least in some capacity, everyone who I picked. That's part okay. of why I didn't pick Nas, even though I'm aware of his impact and how, how skilled he is as a rapper. Uh, but I just don't listen to his music enough to, I think, have a valid opinion or be able to articulate why I would pick him. But for for everybody on my list here, these are people who I think are not only skilled in the sense that they brought something new to the sound of, of what hip-hop was at the time, but also uh, you know, were influential in a certain way. They shaped the genre in a certain way. Okay. And you know, 50 Cent, I think is the hottest take on my list because people could say his. I like fifty cent. Yeah, I know. I like. I I I like the pick. I I like the pick. Honestly, I think it is fair. Me too. I think it is fair to say though that that people could say like, hey, you know, his stuff when it comes to like the critical what what was going on there, it it wasn't necessarily as deep as a lot of other stuff coming out at the time. But I think he set a really good precedent for what has eventually become kind of more of a standard in terms of current era rap in that sense. So it's I, like I think the influence he had on the industry has carried through, and that's why I picked him. For example, yeah, I love the pick. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, the no, 50 I Cent think, as yeah. an honorable mention, I, I do like 50 Cent as a pick. I was gonna include him, but I, it was just it's a lot of big names because like it's a lot. Yeah, pre 2010 is a larger span in terms of like when hip hop started to that date than it is yeah. for the post blog era. Um, it, it's a lot of things to tackle. The the one question I did have. Go on. Because Brendan and I talked about this earlier, and we, we were going to get into it, but I was mm-hmm. like, we got to wait for the podcast. I think you've made a great decision where Kanye is both one of the only one of the only artists, I think, that could go in both pre and post. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you include him in the top four for the pre? Just curious. Just for the curious. pre? Yeah. I, I think because there are, when, when you look at the others who dominated the space at the time, Kanye really did his, what I would say is his greatest work to shift and influence the culture around the start of the blog era. You mm-hmm. see, I mean, Graduation... I think is an album that hasn't aged the best. I think it's one of his one of his poorer in terms of how it's aged relative to the rest of his work. Insane take. Compared to College Dropout? I mean, if you said of those three, sure. That's what I'm saying. Of but his early think, work, of I, his okay. first three. Of just those of the three, trilogy. maybe. Of the trilogy, I would say that one okay. has aged the most poorly because it is the most commercial. It's designed to be big arena jams. But that is the album that got him that in sales numbers you could show it was that and was it was it curtis the 50 cent album that came yeah, out at the same time it was it was, it was uh, they were literally at a debate it was all that was the that. moment was, that was, was going to outsell each other yeah. that was the moment where in my opinion rap shifted 
and it, it, it changed. You know, gangster rap is out, conscious rap, whatever you want to call it, going forward is in, and that set the stage for what would become the start of the of the blog era, the post blog era. Well, that, so that was, in my opinion, I think that's more of like because there's another one, and like I don't want to be too much of like a historian kind of like guy, but to me, I I see graduation very much as like very like a crystallization of like the bling era which was like what came right before the blog era so like i i i don't necessarily i feel like if something set up the blog era it was 808s like so okay okay so thank you both of yeah. you just however said exactly... however however i agree with your i agree that if he's gonna go on one of the lists he should go on the pre and i, I think jasper put it on the put him at least on the category not the honorable mentions, just like in the pre or post blog era. I think like so he has it in both. He has an honorable mentions for I pre, and then, and then I put him actually in the actual on the list for post, for post 2010. Oh, yeah, no, so that's actually that's what I was going to ask because everything y'all just said when I said post and pre blog era, Brendan and I used to talk about this long before we started making a podcast. In reality, 808s and heartbreak is the shift. Like if we're if we're doing an yeah. exact point, and this is because we used to praise Kanye and how great he is and blah blah blah, it is the very clear shift between like what is old head rap and what is new head rap. So it's interesting having Kanye on the post, but not the pre. Considering everyone loves the trilogy in terms of like the college dropout registration graduation oh, me, even now when you hate kanye people are like he paid graduation let it's me like the l- let me share something here i just want to throw in for this so the way the way i saw this was graduation even if it is like a relic of the bling era or like a, a throwback to the bling era having it was ha- during i feel like it was like the height of the bling era okay well right before important. the blog yeah i think it was like I think it's the same way I think like Life of Pablo is very reminiscent of like the SoundCloud era. I think like graduation is like that for bling, you know. See, yeah, I, I approach it a bit of a different way just because I think that when when in the taken in the context of Kanye's previous two albums, you know, graduation or I'm sorry, college dropout and the late registration. Mm-hmm. He had already established a sound that separated him from the bling eras, like sound and style and and rappers of that period, you know, Pink Polo and the Backpack. Now, I think that Graduation for me was just an album that used the bling era that had been established as a tool to just really catapult him mainstream, but it didn't necessarily carry any any of the actual sentiment or any of the actual kind of braggadocious... Nature. The structure yeah. of the concept, yeah. All of so, that. yeah, yeah, it was. It, it's yeah, like it's he used it was very, the Trojan horse of the was, Trojan horse of the Bling era. <laughs> I will definitely concede lyrically, it is not in the same vein as a. I was thought. I, I think aesthetically, it fits very well. Yeah, no, uh, sure, but yeah, no, you you definitely got a point there. I yeah. love it. I think the reason the reason I did put him on the honorable mentions for pre and then in the actual Mount Rushmore for post is because his entire early career. And I say early from say 2002 to 2010, mm-hmm. he is gearing up. It feels like, you know, he's trying to launch a clothing line with pastel in 2006, 2007. He's that iconic for, photo of him and Virgil and Don C and Ivan at, you know, Paris fashion week 
all of these things are happening and are creating this run up to what feels like a moment. And then that moment for me is obviously the, the turning point of 808s is really important in terms of like his career and his kind of like the dramatic, the like the tragedy of Kanye West. But all of that leads up to, in my opinion, Dark Fantasy yeah. being like that Which is ever, one of the, yeah, those previous eight years of career culminate in that moment for me. And that's why I it said, was the you hunger. know, yeah. and, and he opened that decade with quite possibly one of the best albums of all time or one of the best albums of all time. Yeah. So that's why for me, he definitely gets a spot on the four for Mount Rushmore for post, but then he's the, the mention for pre he's working his way up. That's fair. very valid. I, I like all of that. Honestly, yeah. it really is. Um, Brandon, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. Okay, so for mine, I this was hard. This was hard going back. So first, I had to I had to pick Tupac. Uh, okay, I feel like he Agreed. just like set the like the archetype of like what a rapper was like nineteen ninety five forward. Like even Kanye is like an iteration on that. Like, even him, like, being, like, this conscious, like, rejection of that mentality, everything was downriver, you know? Besides maybe some fringe stuff in New York going on, like, pretty much everything was downriver of Tupac at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of still is. Uh, the next one, I had to do Ice Cube. Ice Cube is probably my favorite rapper of... And writer. And writer. Well, just period, right? Like, or your poet. Yeah, like Ice Cube is just poet. <laughs> yeah, one of Warrior my favorite poet. rappers of all time. Like, if I had a, he is easily like on that Mount Rushmore of all four. You know, the work he did it with N.W.A., uh, America's Most Wanted, all this shit. Like, I need I say more? You know about Ice Cube. Now, the third one. Yeah. Who is this? You don't know who Reverend Run is? I have to I do some research. I, I don't know who this is. He's one of the, he's uh I don't know his real name. Like but uh he's uh run DMC. He's one half of Oh, run. well then okay. yeah, I know okay. I know. He's that. one half okay. of run I, DMC. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that was the okay. actual name. And okay. it's just like okay. you know, the, I would say what what would we be here without run DMC? Is there anyone farther I... down on the 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 family tree of hip hop. Then run the I needed like I needed an update because yeah. I saw the name and I was like, this isn't clicking and immediately. Like, and I'm like, I really do think Raising Hell is the first great hip hop album. I don't think Adidas would be here without Run DMC. Yeah, also that, but they also this is true. That filthy but even still, DMC definitely impacted it. Yeah. But yeah, no, okay. They have the okay. First great I, I will give you that. I will give you that. Yeah, and then the last one is I wanted to pick someone who I thought like carried the torch from the pre-blog era, and like I think he can kind of go in both. But I think we both agree that he really ran the pre-blog era. He really was like the greatest rapper alive when the pre-blog era happened. Greatest rapper alive. He said himself. Yeah. Uh. When when the blog era hit, he was the greatest rapper alive. And it's Lil Wayne. You know, like I I think the Carter Three is a masterpiece, like one of the best hip hop albums ever. 
I Little think, Wayne is a genius. Yeah, I think the Carter I'm just Four has it. aged well, but is a big step down. But like, I think it's aged a lot better than people like gave it credit for. Uh, his insane run of mixtapes, everything. Uh, what what need we say? It's about a Little flawless Wayne? run. We've been trying. It's a flawless run. We, me and Travis have been trying to do a Little Wayne episode for a while. For a very long time. Yeah, like, we will eventually get to it. But you know, yeah, you know, it, like I, I gotta say this. Like everyone says, Purvis said this one time, and it was the smartest thing I ever heard. I'm gonna, say, and due to recent events, it is now like just in the holster at all times, and that is like fuck the old Kanye. I miss the old Little Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's yeah. really what I miss. And also, like, I'm just gonna give away the goat right here. I didn't include Kanye on any of my mountains because I don't think about Kanye. I literally, he did not cross. Like, I've, I was so heartbroken about what happened at the end of last year. I just casted him from my mind. Yes, had this we done this a year ago, he probably would have been on one of my mountains. Probably this one. Uh, interesting, but. I just, it, it's not even like, I, I didn't make a conscious decision to, like, leave him off. I just have, don't care to think about the dude anymore. Like. That, that I did understand. I, I feel like. Know, like. That I understand, we, but for me, it's like, the current era, I feel like, only exists in the way it exists because of his contributions and i think it's for me personally it's impossible to separate separate the two having grown up through it and seeing how he has shifted and changed the landscape for so many things in so many ways throughout culture it's just like i couldn't split it and just because you know bad things have happened the impact is always going to be the impact unfortunately regardless of whether or not we like it i mean the thing is and i was telling brandon this earlier I, I understand the concept of him not being really in our circle right now because even myself, I don't go and turn on a Kanye album. Or, and, and that's a big deal to me because I would just do that casually without thinking about it previously. Yep. Um, and, and even with that being said, yes, he is completely canceled now. He has said some ridiculous things. He should have been canceled years ago <laughs> for saying slavery was yeah. a choice, for wearing a magnet. Like, the list goes on. So with that being said, I'm able to separate the artist from the music. Brandon, the amount that we talked about Kanye. Yeah, no. My other- I, I just don't I don't see how he could not be on a list. Just didn't just didn't cross my mind. And like you say like, oh, it's hard. I'm just gonna say this, like, and this might be controversial, but whatever. They say it's hard to, like, separate him from his impact on the culture, which is ubiquitous, right? Like, that's objectively true. Uh, but no, it's not. I did it very easily without even thinking about it. Like, So you genuinely did, and then once I brought it up, you was like, oh, yeah, Kanye, I'm not going to bring him up anymore. Yeah. yeah like, I no, mean, I don't think about I think, and, I like, think it look, comes down this to... could change in the future, but... Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to, like, personal, personal taste yeah. and, and attention, too, because, like... Kanye plays a really pivotal role in a lot of hobbies that I hold outside of music in like a, a way that is for better or for worse cemented, whether it's sneakers, fashion, general like artistic culture. I mean, you look at the you look at the wave of like Croc style shoes that's emerged recently that started back in like 2018 with the foam runner shoes that he released. It's like 
the impact is everywhere. It's just like you have to know to identify it. That's something that's been very easy for me just because of the circles that I kind of travel in but it's just it's it's a, it's a personal thing yeah it is personal which is why like i'm not going to come at youtube for putting them on you know it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just, you know because on one end like it is like yes it is true that his influence on the genre is like undeniable and massive but at the up but on the other end like None of the artists that we have on here are here because of Kanye. Directly. I disagree. I disagree. I fully put, disagree. I, I put at least one or two. You don't think are. that those people? I'm not talking about like the the way they broke into the industry was Kanye. I'm talking about how they have a unique artistic vision that stands on its own from Kanye. That I don't is, think Travis. I don't think Travis do would mean? be commercially successful without. That's Kanye's not sound. what I'm talking about. What do you mean then? I before mean, I like when I listen to Astro World, I don't think like, oh, this is like some remnant of Kanye West. You know, when I listen to Kid Cudi, I think that these guys have an artistic voice on their own that is not reliant on Kanye. Okay, it might be okay, down so, river. I'll admit yeah. that it's influenced, but yes. like you know, Kid Cudi made Day and Night before. He but met that's Kanye. the whole point. But like. No, but I'm saying, but like that's that's the whole point. I feel like yeah, it, but they have to get themselves. He's there. influenced. I get that. No, he's, I, I do I, understand. They, I get they that needed he's the groundwork to get there. No, they did they, the work to get there. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. They had and, to do the groundwork to get where they were. But I, I still feel like, and, and I, I, I'm sorry, there might be three other names that I put above Kanye on every single name we list here. Like Kanye is debatably the most influential person of. Any, like, it doesn't matter if you're talking about fashion, it doesn't yeah. talk about music, no, like it doesn't talk about like, the industry. We would not, the Tyler century. the Creator is influenced by Kanye, Travis Scott, Kid Cudi, Childish Gambino, in a sense, Juice World, Chief Keef, like, all these people are trickled down in a sense. Yeah, I'm but, not saying but they like wouldn't all, exist without Kanye. Yes, but like, all artists have artists that they're influencing from. Run, yeah. Run DMC was as influenced by rapper I don't know from the seventies, as <laughs> you know, like right, right, right. You know what I mean? But like, like, yes, but like, I I dis like I just disagree. I think these people have like artistic contributions on their own. I don't. First off, I don't give right. a shit like if they're like if their commercial success was reliant yeah. on Kanye. That's no, certainly sure. true for a handful of the people on this list. Yeah, and a handful, right? And like, so, I go ahead, Jasper. Sorry, I just want to say, I guess the middle ground then between like the whole commercial thing and then the whole like artistic merit on its own thing is that mm-hmm. we live in a world where we're never going to know what these people would sound like if it hadn't been for Kanye's influence at some point in their careers. So that for me is like a way of kind of synthesizing where it's like, yeah, you know, there's definitely artistic merit there. There's definitely potentially commercial merit there as well. But the fact that they have been influenced at some point in their career has changed their sound in a subtle way, where even if it's not necessarily recognizable on a, like a new project or an existing mm-hmm. project, it's going to be there. We just there's no way to discern it. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess like it comes down to like a broader philosophy I just have about art, and that yeah. is mm-hmm. that like art, it, all art, whether we're talking about a novel, a painting, a song, a movie, anything, a shoe, it's a, a alchemy of influences. 
It is putting your influences together and like seeing what happens, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That that's all art. And it's like yes, I understand that like Kanye is an ingredient pulled off that alchemy shelf a lot more often than others. But like he, he's not the person putting all these influences together. And no, that yeah. is what results ultimately in what you know, their impact, you know? Once again, like Cuddy wrote Day and Night before he met Kanye. Like, yeah, he was influenced, but like that song was going to exist whether Kanye gave him the time of day or not. You know, and I think that's one of the top 10 best hip hop songs ever made. Would we know that song without Kanye? I heard I'm about just it before. Genuinely curious. I, I mean, it was already on Dat Piff. So, had so that song, so like, specifically, that song did already get like successful po popularity wise because it came out yeah. in 2007. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But on MySpace. But the, the question here is not would we know the song without Kanye? The question is if Kanye had never been around for his first two albums to influence Cuddy, would this song exist at all? That, and that's, that's something we can't point. we can't measure it. It's not something yeah, we sure, can Yeah, sure, you know. can't measure it, which is why I think like you know I don't even know like what I'm arguing. It's just like <laughs> it's just it's just no, that, like, I think, like I see what you mean. There's artistic merit outside of Kanye's yeah, like, sphere of all influence. Right. Like all things are influenced, right? Like this is you true. know like so that's why I think it is like all these people, you know, there, there's elements of them and some of these people, I think, would be here straight up without Kanye. Like, I don't know if Taylor Swift would. So that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if no, any like, one of us put Taylor Swift, I would have just deleted the whole page. Just, just get rid of it. Well, this is a hip hop. <laughs> Delete the whole. I was page. more. Just... I was more worried. I'm like, is fucking is Travis gonna put Frank Ocean? Is there gonna be an R&B artist? I'm not, like, gonna no. Frank, <laughs> not gonna put Frank Ocean. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do not that. a qualifier. All right, Purvis, why don't you do yours now? Because I'm done. I'm done arguing Kanye. Okay. We, um, I think we could talk about everything else now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sure, <laughs> We've gotten sure. past that point. It, it, bro, it's funny because like I, I was just thinking about this earlier, Jasper. But before you joined, before we even had a podcast, mm -hmm. Brennan and I, there was multiple times like. We would be talking and we'll be like, dang, we need to talk about this in person. We need to like really debate this. Like we need to like go deeper in. And like earlier today, I saw you didn't put Kanye. I think we tested we texted for like a good two hours nonstop no. of just like <laughs> But like all of the text was like, we'll make a point and then be like, I can't expand on this. I'm gonna say it later on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it was eating me alive because I'm as, like, Come yeah, on, bro. As <laughs> as the token Jewish man, I will be the first to acknowledge Kanye's impact, regardless of his current status in pop culture and his real shitty takes on a whole lot of really right. awful things. Yeah. I just don't very I just awful don't, person. I just don't fuck with fascists. And like I agree. No, I'm, yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, yeah. we're we're all in the same boat, but yeah. I know but you, I mean, Brandon. Hey, I've known you. Oh yeah, years. no, I dude. Can't I believe love... you didn't put Kanye. I just, yeah, I, yeah. I can't fathom it. I wow. hard enough as it was. Like, I'll say there's this. a lot of good names. I'll say this. Here, I'll, so I mean, I'll, it's not like I'll pull an OJ and say like, if I would have put Kanye, he probably would have taken Little Wayne's spot on my on my ballad. But nope, they didn't even really hey. think about him. Like. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent out there over the the span that we're covering. It makes yeah. sense to me that that would be an option. Yeah, and plus, like the other thing is, the second you said it, like I was like, 
I did consciously feel this about my runner-ups, which I realized I didn't say. Like, one of my runner-ups is Eminem. And I'm like, Jasper's going to put Eminem. I don't got to put Jasper, right. <laughs> we already so, talked I mean, about it. We yeah, already talked about it. Like, what was it? Last, was the last yeah, one like, before that? Yeah, I was like, I, someone else is going to do it. Like, I... Like, Bro, and that's legit, like... Yeah, it, it's funny that you say it because I'll, I'll get into mine now. I didn't put Eminem at all because I never. Yeah. I tried going back to Eminem, yeah. and it just didn't click. I one hundred. I'm not saying Eminem's bad. I one hundred percent think you listen to the Marshall Mathers LP two, and not the original. Bro, I, oh, I'm gonna no. be honest. You you know me. I listen to albums in holes, and I probably listen to them in order. Yeah. If the beginning of his discography isn't good, then that's probably yeah. why. I oh, that's fair. Yeah, but uh, oh my um, oh, my last one, last one. Sorry. Yes. I didn't want to put him on because I already had another member of NWA. And, like, one of the reasons I didn't have Andre 3000, probably my third honorable mention, is because mm-hmm. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is, like, all groups. Like, uh... I tried to avoid groups as much as yeah, I Yeah, but Dr. Dre is another one of my honorable mentions. Just, like... Yeah. Talk about another one, an indelible impact on hip-hop. Like... Talk about influence. <laughs> yeah, like, talk about influence. Like, Dr. Talk Dre, about real influence. You know, like, Kanye is probably is number one, but, like, if there's any other one that's kind of in that conversation. It's either Tupac or Dr. Dre, in my opinion. Oh, I would definitely say Dr. Dre, because he's... he Tupac was... Yeah. On Aftermath. Like, I, put, I put Tupac over Dr. Dre, because I think Tupac is a better rapper. Yeah, but that's fair. That. That's, a that's fair. fair. That's a fair reason to that's get completely on the fair. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Not upset with that. Um, but the, let me just say mine. Go ahead. Because to add on to this, we're making life changes to our list as we're talking. We? Jasper made a change. I made a change. I'm I did it. I did I it just am... because I wanted to be a little diverse. We're gonna have something to argue about later. Yeah. It's gonna be no, great. yeah, I get that. I get yeah. That. No, I. Um, I am stone faced. I am steel in my resolve. <laughs> I will not put Kanye. <laughs> um, the people that I put, I will open up with saying what my change was. Yeah. I did have Tupac on my Mount Rushmore. Absolutely deservingly. Yeah. No question. I had Biggie on my honorable mentions. I did switch them. I switched them because I listened to Biggie more. Now, I'm not going to take anything away from Tupac. I think That's Tupac was one of the few names... I think the had. only names we all had was Tupac. We didn't even yeah. all put Kendrick. The only one was Tupac. Yeah, that's so, something I got to talk about. Like We will get to that eventually. Nah, like. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I switched it for Biggie. I listened to a lot of Biggie um, growing up. That was kind of, it was a part of my introduction to hip hop. So it was nice getting that perspective. And on top of all of that, actually learning about Biggie's history and life and understanding that although in the life that we live now and how we consume media music is completely intertwined with fashion and it's not something that you can just avoid so it was nice to see a bigger person be successful successful i feel like a lot of times you look at rock stars and you see these totally in fit people with all these type of styles biggie had a very unique perspective entering the game being a bigger person um finding new style is the way to fit in i love what he brought to the actual table in his talent tupac and biggie is always upheld as he like staples of hip-hop um so i switched mine to biggie um i also had little wayne 
as you mentioned before, I think he has a flawless discography. In my opinion, I think. Well, okay, flawless the one, is the, the one is a hot besides take. the flawless one, is a besides, hot take. Post, besides the post, one rock album, no, in a couple of singles. There's a, no, there's there's. A <laughs> Are few. you counting mixtapes? Are you counting mixtapes? Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, like I am not a human being to factor eight. Like the Carter Five overall, not the worst thing in the world, but flawless. Like. Okay, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll take he a step a back. He has a good discography, for sure. Yes, he great, has an excellent discography. 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 Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, at least in my opinion, in terms of actually listening to lyrics and like catching a lyric, the one of the best parts of listening to hip hop, and I feel like you two can attest to this as well, is actually hearing a bar and having to pause the music and be like. What did he just say? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like no one does it like Lil Wayne. I think he has some of the best lyrics I've ever heard. Some of the best punchlines. Like, and it's that, not even like, close. Punchline delivery. Style, like, you have to pull up no the one, lyrics and be like, no one, damn, no damn, one. damn. Like, it, it's, it's insane. No one does it like Wayne. Um, so that's my second one. My third one. Andre 3000. I am the only person to put Andre 3000 on one of their yeah, lists. Yeah, no, think. that was that was a hard one. That was very difficult. And I thought yes. we were going to be more disciplined with our honorable mentions, Purvis. Uh, okay, look, I will explain the post error once I get there. Caught him. Start slashing. But, like, <laughs> like, I will. I will explain it in a minute. Um, but at least for the pre-blog era, I think Andre 3000. It's such a unique perspective coming into the genre. Um, his flow was incredible. It, it stood out from the rest. He did so many amazing music videos and stood up for so many actually passionate causes, which not a lot of artists do nowadays. I think he is phenomenal. Um, and then to expand it past just him and his amazing music that he put out, Outkast in general is just debatably one of the best duos to ever exist in the industry and i think that does weigh a lot in terms of putting him on my list and then lastly i put jay-z i think <clears throat> jay-z is one of the at least in terms of the names that we have here i don't think jay-z is slept on in any sense but jay-z is a business person yeah he's and the, i think yeah. that he yeah. used to make music now he makes money yeah. Now nah, he makes money. I then yeah, I put him on the on list our because side, but now he's on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still fighting for us. He's still fighting for Is us. He... <laughs> I would like to say he's still fighting for us. Shut yeah. up. Him yeah. and Beyonce are perfect. <laughs> I need my power black couples. Leave them alone. Okay, they are the fine. perfect ones out of everyone. Let me still send you drone um, strike memes about the Obamas. <laughs> That's fine. That, that, that's fine. They're, they're up there on the list, but Beyonce and Jay Z, you do not touch. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I think the story of OJ might be a little, little, dis a little distraction piece for him. Yeah. Look, I'm just saying. <laughs> Jay Z's um, a fat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm just kidding. He's not fat. The capitalist pick. <laughs> Which is I'm okay with. I went to business school. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, honestly, Jay Z, yeah. he has one of the most well known discographies. What he's brought to Incredible the table discography. expands past music. Like mm -hmm. I said, yeah, he is an actual business person. He's a businessman. Um, not a businessman. Right. He's not a businessman. He's a businessman. Um, 
I think that alone kind of cements his place within the genre. And I feel like without Jay-Z, we don't get a lot of other names such as Kanye, who is debatably, as we said, one of the most influential. Yeah. I'm not saying Jay-Z made Kanye, but when you sign a Rock Nation, you kind of get a little leverage. Without either of them, you don't get Fellas in Paris being performed 11 times in Paris. I mean, who beats that? 46 minutes of that song on repeat. Hey, uh, if you yeah. were there, would you have complained? <laughs> I don't know. That song gets old. It's a great song, but I think Watch the Throne... It, it would get old. It yeah, would. Watch the Throne... That th- was such a, such a moment. It was... Yeah. I remember Watch the Throne seemed impeccable. And it's I, not. I started hating that album half a decade before I started hating Kanye. <laughs> you hate yeah. the album? I don't hate it, per se. I just think it is... I thought I it was say, pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. The, the deluxe album, the deluxe version, really throws a lot of shit on it that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. The the like there are some good songs. What is it, like the like, six minutes of empty songs, space yeah. before Ellis Motherfucker Alive? Like why? Yeah. Like don't get me wrong. I like Otis. I like what's the one with Frank. Of course. The Church in the Wild. Church. No Church in the Wild. I have a question. Like yeah, those songs are classic. They're what classic. about Ham? Ham's good. Like Ham's a classic. But like that's three tracks. The fellas in Paris, like that's good, but I don't think it's a classic. I'm gonna keep it a buck. My favorite song off that might be New Day, actually. Looking New back Day? now, I think mine yeah. might be Ham. One time I had a dream that we got a remix of Ham with Lupe Fiasco, Childish Gambino, and Two Shades, and that's Jesus. a very specific dream. Wow. <laughs> Brandon, what's they can fill in all that operatic instrumental or yeah. like whatever the fuck and it I went is. To the like, wow, I went to YouTube and I was so upset that did it. <laughs> It does not exist. Yeah. I have a question then. Yeah. Since since we are kind of talking about how bad Watch the Throne is. I'm not saying it's Watch bad. The... I'm not saying it's bad. I just think like, look, Kanye has a when very strong be. discography. It's a weak link in it. That's all. Maybe not anymore. But like... Yeah. Would I... you rather listen to Watch the Throne <laughs> or What a Time to Be Alive? Just genuinely curious. There's no correct Ooh. answer. I feel I'm just like, curious because that's what I feel like is comparable. That's hard because, like, I feel like the best tracks on Watch the Throne are way better than anything on What, what a, a Time, time to, to Be, be alive. alive. But I okay. feel like What a Time to Be Alive doesn't it isn't so vacuous at times and kind of boring. So, like, it's kind of a wash. I mean, I. I feel like the same way about both albums is that, like, they're good. Like, they're not... I'd probably say What a Time to Be Alive. Like... Because, I mean, What a Time to Be Alive has Digital Dash, yeah. Big Rings, That's Diamonds good. Dancing, yeah. Jumpman, I love Jumpman. and Scholarships. That's... I love Scholarships. So, yeah. as the whitest person on this podcast, one thing I do want to touch on here before we keep moving yeah. is the fact that I think that Watch the Throne even though it has a lot of crap in it and it really is victim to musical trends of when it came out, I think it has a like a pretty decent concept that carries throughout the album of like what it's like to be successful in, in America but still be black and still not be at the level of, you know, your white counterparts who have that level of success. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I mean, what a time to be alive is never going to happen. It's not a concept. Is no, it? there's yeah. nothing on that that so it's I think for that alone I think Watch the throne outshines anything. No matter no matter how much your diamonds dance, I think it's gonna outshine. That's fair. Time to be alive. Like that's the thing. Like I do not like like someone coming down the other side of it does not bother me at all. Yeah, like, it's 
I feel like they're both just like albums that are simultaneously good and disappointing. Like that's the th- connection. I feel like you listen to the singles, you yeah. don't listen to the album. Yeah, like yeah, there are there. I feel like you could cut probably forty percent of songs off of you know watch the throne you could cut you could cut it down by like 40 percent or so and just leave it to the ones that do kind of revolve around that core concept and you'd have a solid collection of tracks like a, a solid shorter album yeah to be fair we do like shorter what albums. a time to be alive is only 11 songs yeah that's true it is a lot more trim that's yeah, that's my answer that's, that's my answer speaking of drake and future like do we wanna do we wanna shake hands as gentle as gentlemen, or did you say your honorable mentions yet, Purvis? Yeah, I mean, I switched Biggie and Tupac, so Tupac's in my honorable mentions, which I'll probably get hate for. But it's not like I've explained; it's just because I listen to Biggie more. Um, my second Send him one death is not. Nice. He lives in the Grange. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was incorrect. <laughs> I don't live in the Grange. Um, That's the joke, but Thomas. I'm not actually going to dox you. It's all the same when you get out far enough. <laughs> Literally, the yeah. suburbs is the suburbs. Well, you know, suburb people say they're from Chicago. Anyway, Nas is my. <laughs> it's like if you're from Chicago, Chicago then don't then pay a congestion tax. All right. Like, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, my other one is Nas. I think Nas, for some reason, at least from my personal experience, is always overlooked when being compared to 100%. his peers, which, to be fair, his peers are the other names we just mentioned. <laughs> it's a lot of competition. Um, but I feel like Nas is pretty much a staple to the community. He is still putting out good albums, yeah. which I think is a remarkable feat within itself. I not definitely a lot of albums have a discography like him. Or not a lot of artists have a discography like him. So I, that's why I want to add him. I have one There's question. no J. Cole without Nas. Yeah, no, 100%. I have a question for you, and then we can move on. Okay. Right? I think we could definitely agree that, like, the King's Disease trilogy, I've listened to some tracks from it. Excellent. Like, excellent stuff. Yeah. I'm going to be diving all the way in. Still 100% making great music. Do you think he's shifted with, a cult, with the culture, though? Because I haven't listened to them all the way, so I'm genuinely asking because, like, I don't know. Because they feel a little, thro- they feel throwbacky, not in a bad way, you know. Like I'm down for it, but like, do you think he's evolved a lot since the I would say, days? I would say he evolved because there is a clear difference between Elmatic days and like the Kings of Seas trilogy, or is it more? Um, at least from what I've heard, yeah. He has a unique perspective to actually have the skill to change and adapt to streaming music, but also have that old time feel. It kind of reminds me of, although I like Griselda more, it reminds me of what Griselda does. Okay. Where they have a more old, old time feel, but kind of standard of, right. You, You can play Griselda in your car and not feel like it's 1990s. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do. So that boop, that will be boop, my boop. take. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> so that will be my take on that. <laughs> oh, Virgil, right brick on my brick. <laughs> Damn, my love, dude! I can't tell you how much Griselda dude, I've I was out. Since I was last out year. with uh, <laughs> with Rachel's friends, the ones who took us to that country bar. Will not say anything else. Lovely people, lovely, lovely people. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah, no, genuinely, like extremely cool people. Like people I enjoy hanging out with more than most. 
And one of them comes up to me. He's like, oh, like Rachel was telling him about the podcast. And he's oh, like, yeah. oh, who are you listening to? And I'm like, he's like, give me some recommendations. I need it. I'm like, you, you look up West Side Gun and Kanye with the Machine and Penny oh, the Butcher <laughs> right now. You're going to be about Griselda. And then, like, Rachel's best friends is named Griselda. And, like, it was their three best friends. Oh, so that's kind of like, cool. Yeah, so it's like, not her. The, the, the record label. Like, they're, they're jazzy and... Guns. It's different, yeah. <laughs> and they say boom, boom, boom all the time. And he 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 messaged, <laughs> he messaged Rachel and was like, "I'm listening to Kanye Machine all the time, all day now. It's so good." And it's like it's all you really need in yeah, life, to be honest, in my opinion. So. All right. Speaking of Kanye the Machine, I'm sick of old buddies talking about back in the day. <laughs> time talk for about the today. Who wants what to we go actually first? live through? Um, should we do the same order? All right, Jasper, this open us like, up. This feels like this is going to be much more intense. This is, feels like crawling over the trenches. So, this was tough for me. This was tougher than the last one. Um, we already talked about Kanye. He made the mountain. The rest of my mountain is Tyler, Travis, and Kid Cudi. And then my honorable mentions are Childish Gambino and Juice World. Questions, okay. comments, vicious attacks? No, no. I'm impressed with the Gambino. I thought that was a wrench I was throwing into this. So, well, I we- understand Kid Cudi. I know. Like, you love Kid Cudi. I, n- I understand Tyler. I know you love Tyler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The- I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I totally am. Okay. I love Travis, and mm-hmm. I didn't put Travis. Why Travis? I'm just Again, curious. I think it's cultural impact, man. I mean, it doesn't... For me, it's not the fact that the music is critically the best. It's not that he's the most commercial. It's it's that Travis, it seems, has really kind of harnessed the energy and passion of the... I would say it's the demographic slightly younger than us and has really kind of become this larger than life figure when it comes to his own, his own career in a way that few other people have. And I think it's just like, that's indicative of, of just kind of like cultural change. And the fact that it's less so about, it's hard for me to like describe how I, how I feel about this. It's less so about the content of lyrics or about the, the intensity of of the words that are spoken and it feels like it's about what the music makes you feel and i think that's a lot of it you know you look at travis's live shows you look at the way they play out you know everything that comes with it good and bad and you see that it's just people who want to have an experience and i think that there's an experiential component of travis and and like his kind of cult that has really not been I guess, developed or realized by other artists in the same way. So I think culturally he's just had a huge impact and it's it's an impact that's going to take more time for us to really see the effects of. See, I don't, I don't okay. hate that. I, I think Travis okay. is like a very influential figure. Yeah. I think it's a little early for like Mount Rushmore talk. And that's that's valid. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. And the other thing but is he's, that, he's been like, around a long time. That's yeah. the other thing. He has been around really like longer than you think he has. It's been 10 years yeah. since Alfaro. But, like, my thing is... That's not wrong, but my, still. It's not wrong, but the thing is that, like, I just feel like... I just feel like the, it's, it's 
like jazz. Like it's the names that aren't there that are like, but yeah, no, I know. Where's Kendrick? Like I didn't put I didn't put Kendrick, and we can talk about that. Yeah. Why didn't you put Kendrick? But go ahead. Yeah. Because okay, so okay, so this is one of the things that's like. Kendrick is almost a non-debatable. Yeah, yeah. Because like no, I and, actually and have something very so, interesting to say about that premise. Like, so I knew that some other people in this podcast were immediately going to go that route. That's there fair. was the there was the sake of being I, okay. of, of, of giving variety. Better One. content is always an excuse. I will. Yes. That, that is my policy. You're so. welcome. <laughs> uh, second, I don't accept it. <laughs> I don't accept we have the same it. opinions it's on this Kendrick. podcast, and you fucking agree with me. It's Kendrick Lamar. It's Kendrick. I mean, it's the same reason that I didn't. I, I don't know. It's it's again. It's hard for me to kind of like put into words, but the the lasting effect of Kendrick on music, in my experience, has not been one of sweeping kind of cultural change and adoption. It's like, I, if you know... I feel like Kendrick's career, for the most part, has been very if you know you know. Like, people know who he is, but to really fully appreciate him, you have to be in pretty deep. I and don't, I, 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 I agree to one end, that like he hasn't had like as big of a cultural impact. Yeah, and so but, for that reason, that's like kind of the lens I approach this from. It's like yeah. he doesn't speak to the masses the same way other artists on my list do. And, I don't and I know, think, dude. Mr. Morale put up big numbers. So, no, that's he, fair. Yeah, Mr. Morale put up numbers, his, but we're not talking that's about not even just, his best or the top three album in my no, opinion. No, but we're yeah. but we're not talking. We're not talking like recent stuff. We're talking the past ten years, right? Yeah. Or like this, this is yeah, yeah since twenty twenty two yeah and, and you look at you you look at the impacts that other people on the list have had in the same amount of time or less time across the general culture and I think it would be it's hard for me to justify Kendrick being on there from that perspective in the sense that there are other people on this list who have done equivalent or more with less time from the way I looked at it which was not in terms of critically who is the best it is who has really shifted music trends in fashion design whatever like all of these things that kind of complement like music that's that's the lens i took yeah. yeah generally my my one thing about that is you have a good list then it's a good list yeah when you look at it that way it's my a great list my my one thing that i just want to acknowledge is like i feel like kendrick hasn't had as big of a cultural impact as other artists especially musically uh because I feel like he has uh, the appeal of Kendrick is one that can't be faked. It can't be mass produced, right? Like Kendrick has earned this. Yeah, like he through is, talent. You know, not like, saying that other people aren't talented. No, no, yeah, but it's different. Yeah, and like you know, I have some things to say about like cultural expectations and stuff. But at the end of the day, like I love my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I I really do. But, like, for as long as I've known Purvis, I've always maintained that, like, no, To Pimp a Butterfly is the best rap album of the 21st century. Like, I've always... Purvis, am I wrong? Like, I... Even in my most Kanye days, I I maintained that. Yeah. Both yeah. of them are... You put both of them on a pedestal. Yeah. I will say that. But, yeah, but I do understand... That yeah, and that's a like, yeah. butterfly. It, it's a different yeah. So like, the the reason it's different is because of the topic subject. Like I, I feel like I think it's very different in the production too. Like the jazzier, like live, 
music. I, I, I can't. I personally can't agree to that because my twisted fantasy is perfect. There is you will not find one flaw in that album personally. Sure, I, I think the production is perfect. The lyrics is perfect. The features is perfect. The music video is perfect. The concept is perfect. Every the album cover is perfect. Everything about the album is perfect. I just feel like the concept in Tipping Butterfly is a little bit better. So we talked so about this. That's the thing. That, that's I really like, like the I, concept yeah. is what matters because Kendrick is talking about much more. I, I don't want to say more serious things. No, but, but he's talking much more directly. Jasper, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, for me, this argument effectively really doesn't matter because that's fair. We yeah. we talked about we talked about you know Kendrick, and we also talked about. To Pimp a Butterfly recently when I gave my extremely spicy take about the fact that I'm never going to have the cultural context to appreciate this album. Yeah. So for me, like, the fact that you say it's your favorite, like, I don't even like it because I don't have, I just don't have that connection. Like, I like Good Kid Mad City better than I like To Pimp a Butterfly. I do not. That's fine. I don't that think that's a crazy take at all. That's fine. I so, do that not is think totally that's a, okay. Yeah, no, I, that's like, not like, I like Kid Mad City more I, than yeah, no, that's not crazy at all. Like that. Yeah, but but my my point is to say that like you know, regardless of what the, I guess what the context is in terms of like when the album came out and what it represents, that's kind of why I went with this approach of like cultural impact of the artist as a whole, because it's very difficult for us as individuals to contextualize you know what an album means and how to weight that in a, a fair way because we all have. I guess a bias that comes with it, whereas like I think cultural impact the music. is, is yeah. easier. Yeah, cultural impact is easier to like separate from a little bit and then judge more objectively, in my opinion. Yeah, I have a question then. Okay, because I think it's only fair to approach mm-hmm. the situation like you approached it. I'm not yeah. going to tell you to pick Kendrick over these other people yeah. if the reason you're saying is like what you've explained, yeah. which mm-hmm. is completely fair. Yeah. What you've explained, Kanye. Tyler the Creator, Travis Scott, Kid Cudi, all these people have influenced multiple different cultures within different industries, no doubt. Kendrick hasn't really touched fashion that much, no. dude. I mean, in he has, opinion. but in 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 it's ways just that not have to the, the same extent. Ways that have had the opposite effect. Like he's had Nike collaborations, and he's done you know other collections and whatever else. That's like what I know of his career, and they have not they have not right. been. It, it, it's to not the, the same, same level. It's not at the yeah. same level. It. It's not even comparable. Specifically, yeah. Kanye, self-explanatory. Tyler has his own shoe line. I mean, company everything, line everything with line. fashion, shoes, yeah. freaking nail polish, cologne, you name it. it, it there's no doubt. Plus Travis also Scott. The, also the effects of, you know, Odd Future just in general. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's no doubt. Golf wing, all of that. Travis yeah. Scott, the most desired like the Jack, Jordan like you the, can get the, no. the brand there's in general the, the McDonald's collaborations yeah, there's yeah. Fortnite collaborations etc Kid Cudi again self-explanatory Kid Cudi saves lives there's yeah. no Basically. Travis there's no Travis without Cudi Travis yeah. saves right. himself there's also no Lil Uzi Vert without Cudi yeah. or Juice World. so it, which is exactly what I was about to go into because your honorable <laughs> mentions I don't know if you said it was Shadish Gambino and Juice World. yes I have a bone to pick with both of you. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Juice World, I'm sorry, is unacceptable to be, in my opinion, to be on a Mount Rushmore. Really? Even as an honorable mention. If uh, you're saying Travis Scott and emotions that he brings out of it, I would put that more towards Juice World. 
Yeah. So I'll give you that. But Juice World died before he even reached his peak. That's the point. Sure. I see. The thing is, no, absolutely I, not. Juice me, World has not put out enough by himself. What he put out to actually even make it on this list, I don't think he's considered at all. I think he has a great impact. I think his potential is off the charts. Yeah. He did not reach it because he died. And I'm sorry, but that's just the facts. No, I do is. not understand yeah, no, how no. Juice World is on this list. But but that's why I did it because for me, what he achieved in such a short time. And in such a limited scope is so unbelievable. Yeah, no, that I, I, I had to do it. I, I'll just go just because I'll go deeper with mine when I get to it because I have them a little bit higher. But it, it's a very similar justification. Is that I, like, I, I thought yeah. about it? Yeah, I, I thought about it, and just like again, the the influence, the the energy, and the excitement that came with Goodbye and Good Riddance, just as a project. And he has two, one, two albums out before he died. Yeah, two albums. How many, albums Come on, Frank guys. How many albums does Frank Ocean have? And he's your favorite artist, right? One of them? It's more than two albums, actually. It's two albums. And secondly, and two you are not going to... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you about to compare Juice World to Frank Ocean? I like, actually, though, are you going to for real? Let's talk numbers, yeah. I like, I oh my god. Oh, don't say talk numbers, dude. Don't. Do I'm just. Uh, no, don't, I have one. Don't, don't hide behind them. The I'm not. I am not with no this shot. guy. I'm not with this guy. Purposes. No, don't do this. God, I'll put Belly on my Mount Rushmore. No, I will put oh Belly on my God. Mount Rushmore. There's oh, no way. There is no shot. Absolutely not. I'm in the pocket. <laughs> I'm recording. I I refuse. All right. No. In all seriousness, I I don't think you can judge whether or not someone should be on a Mount Rushmore by how many projects they have out. And I think two albums is two albums. I'm just saying he didn't actually put out. Like I said, he had his potential off the charts. Juice World was a one of a kind talent. But he died at an extremely young age with two albums out with Death Race to Love. Legends Never Die Isn't was like that good of an album to me, in my opinion. Yeah, Legends Never Die was, was like, like pretty much done seventy five percent, right? Like okay, but yeah, maybe it was, it's I just me. But more. Death Race to Love and Legends Never Die aren't fantastic classic albums in any sense. I don't think they're classic albums because like we're not doing a Mount Rushmore of albums, but they don't have to be. We're, I'm, I'm talking cultural impact and the cultural impact that Juice World had as an artist. We're gonna He's have there. to put XXX then. Okay. No, XXX it's had not a larger the same. reach than Juice no, World. No, he did not. No, he did not. I'm sorry, mm, but I, you look at you I, look at Juice World when it, as it applies to like, I, I don't want to get. I want to say casual listeners and just in general, he had Spider Verse. He had a single on that. He was top plays, top streams, whatever. Six song run off of. Uh, off of death, not death race. For, yeah, death race for love. That was just like something totally like unseen before, in terms of like a young artist just putting stuff out and like being successful in a way that was, I guess it's more like a um, like it was commercial, but it wasn't in a uh, like in like a radio play kind of way. It's yeah. just like it was. It felt like the start of something new, something like really different in terms of like the way people blew up in the industry. I just feel like oh, with the thing with Juice World, like I said, I think I love Juice World. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and like pretend to be fake about it. I love Juice World. I love what he put out. I personally think Goodbye and Good Riddance is a classic album for me. 
Um, I think what his impact was phenomenal. What he meant to a culture, by far none is one of the most important people. I think. I just think, and, and it's a similar concept to what Brandon said before. You can't really call something a classic without five years. For example, I do not think someone deserves to be on a route much or a Mount Rushmore with the very limited things that he actually put out. Now, I understand, like you mentioned, I'm not going to say that's a bad point. Frank Ocean doesn't have a huge discography, but I think Frank Ocean expands much farther past Juice World. I, I just don't. Like I mentioned earlier, and that's why I brought it up earlier while we were talking about the news, there's tears to certain things. And I think Juice World has the potential to be a top tier artist, but he didn't reach that goal. But that's what I, I'm saying. I just don't that's think why I put him it. as an honorable mention, because I think that if he had had more time and if he had had more of a chance to expand, he would have gotten there. That's why I put but him as an honorable so mention. There's so many other people. There's yeah, but, well, so well, many you put, other people. You put four honorable mentions, so why don't you tell us some about those? Because I stuck to two. Yeah, that's yes, a fair point. I will gladly. And I okay, let me go because I also have Juice World, and so we're gonna have right. to continue. This you topic. put Juice World on your mountain. Yeah, so let me do my mountain, and then we'll do Juice World, and we'll go to back. Okay, so my first one, uh, Kendrick Lamar, obvious. It's Kendrick Lamar. I think Kendrick Lamar isn't just, like, the best rapper alive today. I think he's the greatest living American artist. I put him on a table. I put him on the scale of, like, a Bob Dylan. You know, like, I just think, like, yeah, sure, like, his cultural impact in, like, that sense. Like, in the sense of, like, oh, does he have the best shoe deals? Does he have, you know, the best fashion deals? Do other people sound like Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Like, that's very minimal. But he has a Pulitzer Prize. Like... (laughs) Like, uh, it's Kendrick. You know, I, like, I think, yeah, I think based on, like, because I was very much focused on artistic uh, output. I made an exception, but I was very much focused on artistic output. Uh, okay. and, and that's why I had to put Kendrick. There's just no artists, I, I think, genuinely in any medium that is performing at the level that Kendrick is. Uh, the next one I put was J. Cole. We're going to be talking about J. Cole a lot. I have things to say about him, but. I think it was pretty obvious. Like I think we're all fairly positive on Jekyll. Yeah. Uh, I get that. Next one, Childish Gambino is absolutely on my Mount Rushmore. And I, fig- okay. I, I figured this was going to be one that, like, Purvis mentioned that he had a lot of things to say. I thought this would be the one. Uh, no, I, I, honestly, I'm okay with Childish Gambino. The, was, the one that I was, like, with the beef with was the Juice World. Okay, so which, as you can see, my here reaction. Here is <laughs> my, my, my argument for Juice World. Right, because okay. he is the single artist out of all eight that I picked that like I focused more on impact than output, right? And it's really for a very very simple reason. He single handedly legitimized SoundCloud, like the SoundCloud era, right? That's a great point. He, no, he did not yes, single handedly yes, do that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did by bringing in older talent like Busta Rhymes, Lil Wayne, Eminem. By working with those artists, by having legitimate skill, because I think it's fair to say, look. He does I, have legitimate skill. I think it's he fair to say that the skill. SoundCloud era was an era in hip-hop where the skill of the rapper was less important than it ever ha- ever was. Maybe mm-hmm. there's maybe, maybe even less so than the, than the era that came after it, the TikTok era, right? Because at least for that, you have to have good hooks. 
Like, Can I throw something in here real quick? I just mm -hmm. want to say there's also a really big difference here between legitimizing and being commercially successful because commercial yeah. success followed the SoundCloud era from the beginning. You saw people like X and whoever else on yeah. the early projects people being commercially with, successful. In the culture stop, stopped looking at the SoundCloud era, like the degradation of rap, and they started right. looking at it as the follow-up to the blog era, which is what it really okay. was. And yeah. that was, I have a question. And now. that was the impact Juice World had, right? He's not my favorite SoundCloud artist. My favorite SoundCloud artist is in my honorable mentions. Uh... But like I, Denzel Curry is in my honorable mentions because I think he has. Okay, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I just don't understand that logic. What? I, you just said Juice World was like the front runner reason SoundCloud. SoundCloud because I'm not talking like... about because like this is one that I'm not talking about the way the output affected me personally. This one I'm looking at the culture, and the fact of the matter is that like as great as Denzel Curry is, he just never was as popular as Juice World. He wasn't the one that legitimized SoundCloud. He wasn't I, the one, you know. I think he's a part of it, but I do not want to give. I, I'm sorry, I don't want to give Juice World the full credit. I think he is one of the front runners. But you cannot tell me XXS Sensation. You cannot tell me Playboy Cardi. You cannot tell me Lil Uzi Vert. You cannot tell me Twenty One Savage. All these people that grew up with SoundCloud. Perfect. You not let, let, tell let me, me Juice World outshines all of them. Clearly, I'm, he does I'm not, not clear I'm not, all of them. I'm not saying he clears all of them like in a direct comparison, right? First off, like at the time that he died, I might say he was better than all those names. And also, fuck XXX. I 100% think Juice World deserves this more than XXX. That's free, fine. That's in fine. every possible way. Uh, but yeah, no, the thing is that like all those artists you mentioned, none of them impacted the generations that came before them. And we have to recognize that while that's not necessary, it's important in the legitimization of the the wave in the culture. So Juice World is bigger than Lil Uzi Vert. At the time that he died, probably. At the time he died, yeah, definitely. And like, look, I like Lil Uzi before, Vert too. Before like, I like, do research, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, looking, gonna have like, to do research. Yeah, like before Eternal Take, yes. Yeah, like I'm look. I always, like, once again, like, I am saying he is not my personal favorite, but just from someone who has, like, been involved in this and, like, saw it happen before my eyes, I saw people talk about how SoundCloud was the end of hip-hop to, like, oh, no, there's, like, cool people actually making this music, <laughs> right. and, like, Juice World was consistently the artist I saw, like, bringing people to that position. I, I think he completely legitimized the movement, you know? And, like, I don't really think there is any room to argue. Because, yeah, 21 Savage has grown into a really respectable artist. But he wasn't in 2018. And no, people didn't wasn't. give him the time of day. And it's unfair. But that's just how the cookie crumbles. Right? I think he has a benefit. And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, so I hope this doesn't come off in a disrespectful way. But I think Juice has a benefit of not actually reaching his potential. Oh, well, yeah. yeah no, he did, never yeah, did. 100%. He never did. That's 100%. I, I do not... And like, look, there's I just I don't see it. And like, look, there's absolutely this idea that like we just lionize people who die young. I like to think I'm someone who doesn't buy into that as much, but I, I just think like I've I'm, never even heard you mention Juice World. I like Juice World. Like just in in World. passing, we've never been like, oh, that's, Juice that's World. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I was listening to the Juice World 2019 and 2020 the entire time. I was late to Juice World. I'm not gonna lie to you. But like, 
I mean, I get that, but I feel like even after, and unfortunately because he passed so early. Yeah, I, I got World, into it right we, before We he did passed. listen to the original, like, you listen to Goodbye, Good Riddance. It's yeah. a, a classic it's a great album. album great album. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute phenomenal album. I listened to the one collab he had with Future. I love that album. But after his passing, I don't really listen to Juice World like that. I think even if you're saying Legends Never Die was almost a completion, I don't I, consider this that great of an album. I listen to Goodbye and Goodbye like probably a once a week. Maybe uh, once no, every two weeks. You, that, we're on the same page. I love yeah. this yeah. first album. But like that's that's just the argument I make. Like and we're gonna disagree on this, but it's just Yeah. I but think there are plenty was, of I think I just, just feel like Yeah. It, by saying this, we could then say Chance the Rapper if he died before the big day is one of the best rappers. I'm gonna be honest. Be on I'm gonna keep it real with you. I almost put Chance the Rapper on mine. <laughs> like just because like of what he did for indie artists. You cannot deny his impact. Right, like, was yeah, impact. Purvis. The, Purvis the point is, there's so many ways to to cut up how how you value people for a Mount Rushmore. That's the that's the only difference. That's here. like the that's why this is a an episode. That is true. That is you know? true. So that like, is very true. The other ones, like I was, Childish Gambino's half and half, like cultural and also. I like, think that's fine because like yeah. I think Childish Gambino just set the groundwork. Like I think like now there's this expectation that rappers can do anything, and like. You know, I do think all of us had childish Gambino. Yeah, I, I think that's very and common. like you know, there. It, I think it's one thing to like break into like the industries that have been a part of hip hop since its inception. Fashion is like the example of that. Reverend runs, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but like to have a hip hop career and be on an NBC sitcom and have one of the highest performing comedy c- central specials, and then to go on and make one of the best shows <laughs> in the last ten years. And, like, to do all these things and be in Star Wars and, like, you know, do all this different shit. Like, I think he opened the door for that, you know? I thought maybe oh, for sure. I would have yeah. to say, like, oh, this is one that we're going to have to see, like, in five, ten more years. But everyone put him on their list. Yeah. That was the reason, not yeah, no, the hottest I, to take I as I thought good. it would be. Yeah, that's The reason I put Cuddy over him, and it was, it was a, a toss-up between them for me. The reason mm-hmm. I put Cuddy over him is because when it came to making my list of influent, what I thought were influential people, I think Cuddy has had more direct influence in the musical space as, as it applies to the podcast. Yeah, one hundred. But in terms of 100%. in terms of the cultural space, Gambino is far and away mm-hmm. one of the most influential people on this list behind Kanye. Yeah, I also know oh, yeah. like what Kid Cuddy means to you. I know how much you love Cuddy. I yeah. think Cuddy's a great option. Yeah. Well, with your list, especially you're talking about like influence to different cultures. Yeah, you got I mean, You look at 2010. You look you at Man on the Moon two. Man, yeah. oh god, he, he had the game on lock. See, I I feel like, and we can get to like my two others because like I almost felt like this in my other honorable mention. Like mm-hmm. we talk about like, oh, is this cultural? Is this personal? And like at a certain point, like when they align, right? They almost become like a prism. Like, how can I not put Kendrick Lamar? How can I not? Yeah, put J Cole. And I even mm-hmm. feel like, for honorable mention, like I had to put Drake because, like, he's ubiquitous. He's the final boss of hip hop, right? Like he's, he's going to be on your Spotify top listens every year, like, like whether not. I like it or not. Right. Yeah, right. It's like, just one of those things. Yeah, like Kid Cudi, <clears throat> absolutely an artist I like a lot more. But like, I'm sorry. Like, if we're if you look at this at all through a cultural lens, you have to acknowledge that like Drake is a juggernaut. 
No, that's valid. Yeah, I mean, and like, the, and the, the other thing the is that is... I I like Drake more than Jasper. You know, like I mm, yeah. You know, like yeah. I don't think his music is atrocious except when it is. Like for me, I thought about that. It's just that like, in addition to just impact on the culture, I was also thinking about like, what is the permanence of like actions taken, actions performed, and I, I for me. Drake over the over like the more recent years since probably 2015 feels as though he's very much followed existing cultural trends rather than set them. So for me Fair. that was that was something where I was like you know what he he really is like trying to play to the greatest pop culture or the pop, greatest popular audience in order to become the juggernaut that he is. So mm. how can he really be influencing the culture rather than feeding off of it and using it to create stuff that is commercially successful or just popular? That's so good. that was my that was my differentiator for that. That's completely valid. I would say like there's an argument for early in his career, and I'm not going to lie, take care 2013. Yeah, it's yeah. different, right? right. Like, That's just, you know, he's, he's very split. But even then, like, even take care, like this album that I think is a classic and like one of the best of the decade, right? Like, even that was downriver of like the work going on in alternative R&B with the weekend and Miguel and everything. Yep. Right. Yeah. The only thing is that, so you're right. I would say maybe he said it because take care was so good. It was like certainly a bigger, flashier, and I mean, I I like House of Balloons more, but it's not that much better. Like, you know, so, so like I, he he was downriver in the same way, but he was kind of setting the tone back then. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, yeah. he's just not doing it now. He's chasing the trends. I think maybe of the trend chasing rappers, though, he's just the best one. Oh, I agree. I mean, that, that's where why he's he is where he is. You know, he's he's almost marketed himself at this point like the way like viral streamers do. Yeah. And like like the way they kind of capitalize on something popular and then use it to really build the number of eyes watching. Okay. Clean edit. So Purvis, go into yours. Like Yes. Jumping right into mine. The the reason I wanted to say mindful as is because everything we kind of discussed now. Yeah. I will save my honorable mentions for last and yeah, I'll explain. Because you lack gumption and discipline. I'll explain why. I'm sure. First off, Kendrick Lamar. How do you say We've said enough. We, we've said enough. Um, he is a staple in terms of meaningful messages. Yeah. <laughs> um, J. Cole, grow up listening to him. He is phenomenal. One of the leaders in the industry. Self-explanatory. Kanye, we've said enough. Now, my last option was Drake. So the reason I ended up putting Drake on here. Every single year, as I mentioned before, you you have your Spotify top artists, and somehow he just finds his way into everyone's Spotify's rap, and it it just doesn't make sense. I feel like he's someone who does not go away. Not mine. And and I feel is a cultural virus. You you literally don't like him, so it makes sense. (laughs) But for anyone who's just a casual listener, even if you just mildly like Drake, he's on your. Yeah, he's going to come up, and I feel like that within itself is an accomplishment. Which, c- circling back to my mini rant, don't get me wrong, I understand Juice World now. I'm not like both of you are valid in that reasoning, but but I feel like the reason I freak out about these things is just because I, I feel like there's certain levels to things, and when you are talking about the top tier of things, as I mentioned earlier. 
clear this is really two or three steps away from like a classic conversation that we always have yeah. i feel like there needs to be a certain tier that you need to reach yeah. and in terms of accolades impact influence you're not really going to get bigger than drake now the quality does differ and i'm not dumb i acknowledge that but in terms of overall throughout his discography and his impact throughout his career if you want to take away the past three years fine if you want to take away the past four years i don't care he's not going away and he has amazing songs unless he does like i mean no but unless he retires like no, no, right, but he's been joking, or not joking, but he's been hinting at retiring. I'm just saying, even if you don't want to count her loss, even if you don't want to call, count whatever the fuck he dropped, I don't remember. Honestly, never mind. Right. Well, not even that album. I, I don't count that album, because that, that's not a hip-hop album. <laughs> but even if you want to count Certified Lover Boy, which isn't that good, we, we, we can go down the list. He has enough accolades, he has enough accomplishments, he has enough other music. I will put the beginning of Drake better than some of these other artists we listed, unfortunately. I mean, now, yes, is this ending no, not as a, good? That's an argument. I mean, no, it's valid. It's valid. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like, saying. If we always talk about, oh, we missed the old Kanye. Oh, we missed the old Lil Wayne. Oh, I missed the old Drake. Oh, Drake damn near was <laughs> untouchable. <laughs> Like, if we're being honest, like, I yeah, just no, don't understand man. when people reach certain tiers, you just hate on them. People hate LeBron for no reasons. That, that that doesn't make sense to me. And I feel like there's a certain tier. If we're talking about Mount Rushmore, the way I approached it, it's people who actually is leading the industry. I understand. As you mentioned, Jasper, you're not wrong. Drake 100% takes from what's popping right now. Yeah. But he takes it, and he makes it actually better. Now... In terms of better is a strong word. Better or more popular or more, more digestible. Popular. More digestible. More digestible. Yeah. There's a big difference. I don't understand why people unjustifiably hate on Drake just because he's the biggest name. We wouldn't know unknown rappers if it wasn't for people like Drake expanding the genre. I mean, Yeet was popularized by Drake to a large extent. But that's what I'm saying. We wouldn't really know so yeah. many other artists because of people that have paved the way. No, and that I feel is like true. Brandon and I has had this argument for months now about streaming numbers. I understand streaming numbers are just streaming numbers, but they do matter. They do they, matter. They Not matter really. in terms of the bigger picture of the genre. You wouldn't know a lot of artists if you didn't have some way to enter into... Yeah, but streaming like, does like the I get, full thing. I can tell that you didn't watch the we video. We would know I the smaller the Discord names. because streaming is actually, and we have numbers to back this up. Streaming is not very good at showing people new artists. It's self-perpetuating because it's algorithmic. Yeah, and it's, it's also like branded. But when people do get put on, then they're in the circle. Right, and that's something that, that is that's worth not, pointing out. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. But like, if Kanye speaks on somebody once, they're gonna be in the circle. If Drake speaks on somebody once, if Drake invites Ice Spice out on a plane, a no-name person from Brooklyn, now all of a sudden she's the most well-known name. Come on, now this is dumb. Come on, this this, this is simple logic. There's big names in place for reason to put other people in line. No, now, I mean, unfortunately, the, the, yeah, the, 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 the trends, valid. but yeah. like, I, I just don't understand why hating on a big name 
when he's had a longer career that's justified. I, I agree that there is always There's been, a reason he's at that I, point. I agree that Drake has always been unreasonably hated, even in his early days. Right? Like, no, I, that's like, valid. Like, 100%. I remember especially, like, when, you know, uh, Thank Me Later and Nevermind were coming... Not Nevermind. Uh, Take Care were coming out. Like... I remember Drake getting a lot of hate that I would consider unfair. However, he was called soft. Yeah, everyone exactly. called him soft, and then he started rapping. Right, and like Loki kind of <laughs> but like that is what. Well. <laughs> and like, look, I don't deny that like there is a strain of that that is still exists, and it's lame. It's always lame to just hate on someone for no reason That's other than saying. the hate. He's been dealing How, with that since day one. Yeah, I, yeah. Everybody However, has. I I do think not everyone has. Kanye has. People have not started hating Kanye until he started talking about Nazis. Kanye said true. slavery existed and he still was yeah, fine. Still Come on now. We're not going to say you're talking about people part. hated on yeah. Kanye. No, no, no. You're, I'm talking 2005, 2006 Kanye. This guy's corny. He wears a polo, pink polo, all that shit. That okay, existed for the early career different. just the that's same. Someone, that's I'm talking early lame. career. I'm talking early career. The same kind of thing. He got played on for being uh, feminine or whatever they considered him at the time. Metrosexual, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. I think my thing, the thing Kanye I just was want, bigger than that. The thing I just that want, didn't impact him. The thing I wanted to just point out is, you know, I I do think there are plenty of valid criticisms of Drake at the same time. Yes, right. Yes, and I think is. the argument that like, yeah, he seems to be chasing trends rather than setting trends. Like I think about someone, you know, you talk about you know putting people on. I think the not the exact opposite, but. Kind of like recently with Brett Fias, right? Drake mm-hmm. didn't do that song, which was a good song for uh, the Brett F- the Wasteland album, right? The song, mm-hmm. you know, Drake didn't do that song because he heard Brett Fias and was like, "Oh, this guy deserves it." No, Brett Fias was a, an established guy, and like a hundred percent, he was chasing that. He did that with Giveon. He kind of did that with house music, like. Giveon was, was not a known name. No one knew like, who Giveon was before the Chicago song. Giveon did not exist. Giveon did not exist. Okay, don't Before the Chicago song. Okay. I don't even know who that You're is. You're not going to uh, sit here and lie to me about know, that. Come on I now. I know people have listened to Giveon <laughs> since before the Chicago song. Like, Come on now. I, I just... No, look. no. I, my point being, he... Bad Bunny. Like, he teamed up with these people, like, after they start getting big nowadays. I mean, look, I'm not saying that he doesn't contribute positively to the culture. I'm just saying that, like, the criticism that he is not the creative leader of it anymore, I think is completely completely valid. And, like, honestly kind of seems a little pig-headed to deny. Like... Yeah, I, and then, I, I don't deny that at all, but I feel like people just focus on what's recent. And like, and people like, act look, like his look, career is bad when it's not yeah, at all. Yeah, no, you can totally say, like, yeah, his earlier stuff is still relevant. Look, I have him as an honorable mention for that reason, because you're right. Like, right. Look, I, I'll take Take Care over every Travis album. Like, I'll take Take Care over all but one Childish Gambino album. Jasper's about to kill you. Yeah. But... I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I just feel differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those albums Obviously. make me feel, that's all. Yeah, but... So, like, I get it. But, like... If the, if the argument, if the come on now is like, oh, he's so big, and you have to rely on those numbers, I think that's the coward's way out. 
Cause so that's like, actually what I was going to ask. If he like, wasn't what? popular, would Drake not matter? Like, if we're actually being he, serious, he if Drake not, I don't wasn't think popular. Still, if Drake was... If Drake was as popular as Tyler the Creator, I don't think he would have a career anymore because of the the run from Views to More Life to Scorpion to Certified Lover Just Boy. Just kind of killed it Never down. mind, right? Like, and look, I like some of those albums. I like songs off those albums. Uh, like, I, I don't think those albums are irredeemably bad, but they that stretch of work would have killed anyone's career. I think. I think if he had released those at at let's say. The way Tyler's peak popular now, in t- say twenty fifteen, if Drake had released like views when he was as popular as Tyler is now, yeah, by now we would he- see him looking like his career would would be like where Freddie Gibbs is now. I don't see that. I don't see the. What do you mean by the Freddie Gibbs one? Like Fred- Freddie Gibbs, <clears throat> Gibbs is being like more not like less co- like six like. Oh, you mean like known. completely uh, under the mainstream. Yes, you know, exactly. Okay, yeah, taken him, it would have taken him out of the mainstream. Yeah, he's in the middle current between the mainstream and the underground. You know? Exactly. Kind of like where Freddie Gibbs, Pusha T. It's like there might be a core audience there. There might be a core audience who really likes his sound, but he's not going to pull new people. Yeah, he's not going to be opening Soldier Field. He's going to be doing the Metro. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like even, even that comment takes I, I, away from Pusha T or Freddie Gibbs. I feel like those are big names. Those are two very different names, though. Yeah, Pusha T might have not been the best one. I was freestyling there. Okay, but even still, Freddie Gibbs, that's a pretty well-known name. He's a ve- is he well-known, or is he well-known around hip-hop nerds who give him respect? That because, one. Because, like, I saw Freddie Gibbs in concert. He, he, sold, he sold a thousand tickets. He sold out the Metro, but it sold out the day before. Like, you know, in Chicago. So is Mino and Jid? I don't, Same situation. Well, no, Are well, these people not main names? It's the well, same thing. No, well, no, they're different. They're, they're different markets. That's all. Like, not different markets, but different demographics, different points in the culture, right? Yeah. No, I, I think it is almost certainly true that Jid, Jid and Smino probably got more streams than Freddie Gibbs on their albums last year. I don't know for a fact, but like that would make sense. I don't. We don't even have to check that. Yeah, that seems valid. You know, like and think and about Freddie it. Freddie Gibbs is about so- to cannibalize his career, but that's besides the point. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> you know, so I, I definitely think. I don't think he'd be that small because I think, and I think we might be a little guilty of this as well, and this might help Purvis a little bit, but let's not overlook the fact that, like, there's an entire half of the hip-hop fandom that Drake appealed to for most of his career, and that's women, and, like, that's not nothing. Like, no, it's not. Like, the fact that... Kendrick ain't pulling in a woman. I think, mate. I think Kanye Jim, might, but nobody's pulling a woman, woman like Drake. Drake. No, none. Kendrick will is not even close. No, Kendrick. I, I know so many women who love Kendrick Lamar, but no, you're right. Like Drake has like a appeals to the female audience of this genre in a way like no other artist, right? And like, look, I I know that's probably not where you were thinking, but like, but it counts. It, it's, it counts, right? And like, they those are listeners so in like, our demographic. So like, even if like, he did you have count that, <laughs> in my opinion, a career-ending run with those albums, right? I don't think he would be as small as like. I don't think he would be doing shows for a thousand people. You know what I mean? Uh right. That's all. You know, like once again, I had him on my honorable mentions because I think he has had like a very bad run. Uh, but he, yeah. he's undeniably huge. I just don't think that's a good reason in and of itself. I do not think his popularity alone 
should put him on the Mount Rushmore. Because if so, we owe an apology to LL Cool J. Like facts. Like <laughs> so that's what I'm saying though. His popularity like, alone doesn't put him on Yeah. And he's I, actually talented. <laughs> that's well, the thing. Yes, but I have a serious, I have an honest question for you. If you were someone, okay. you know, who I don't even know, like just two years younger than you, like whose only point of reference to Drake was more life, was views, was certified lover boy. I would forgive you for thinking that maybe he's not the most, he's certainly significantly less talented than the other three on your list. Like I would. So that's the thing. Yeah. I would say in terms of actually rap quality, obviously Kendrick, J. Cole and Kanye, I put above them. And if I was younger and didn't get to experience, take care. Didn't yeah. Get to experience views or whatever. N- nothing uh, was the same. Nothing was the same. Just uh, saying. If you're reading this, it's not, too late. Right. I'm just saying, if I didn't live through that, even still, you still have to go back and listen to these artists' career. I'm not going to take the pre-blog era and be like, I didn't listen to Lil Wayne. He's not good. That's not a valid excuse. You can still go back and listen to an artist's actual discography. And if what I'm listening to in the moment, if it is sure. views, if it is Certified Lover Boy, sure. these aren't but like one, that bad albums. They're uh, mass-produced, but and there's too many out. Yes. Drake still has a following that is young. Drake still pulls in a crowd that is younger than us. Yeah, no, I don't is. understand why we're acting like Drake isn't the biggest name in it. No, he is. Like it's just no. We're not denying that. So what do you mean? If I was younger, it doesn't matter. If I grew up listening to, I'm not saying an album that, that's like, not as good like Scorpion. People still listen to Scorpion yeah, and I like, like Drake. Scorpion. That's right. my point. But this is exactly this is exactly what we were talking about before with the Kanye influence thing, where it's like, if what had come before hadn't, would it be different? And there's no way for us to actually know, but it's worth thinking about the fact that, you know, there's there's levels to, you know, how well does each album stand on its own? And to what extent is that album propped up by what came before in terms of like the the brand that's built and the identity and the persona and everything else with that yeah that i fully agree upon because we have the benefit of that we yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying is like what i'm saying if you introduce somebody cold turkey if you just introduce somebody cold turkey at scorpion without the previous knowledge and had and they listen forward what would they think just without any of the previous cultural context that's what i'm saying but i know but even going off of that with brandon's hypothetical if I was five years younger, people are still listening to Drake. Like, like, yeah, I get it. I understand. Like, we have the benefit of saying, "Oh, yeah. Drake is better." We have the benefit of saying, "Kanye, oh, Drake is, oh, Kanye is better." We have the benefit of saying, "Oh, Little Wayne is better." We can go down the list of ten thousand artists that we can say the old artist is gonna, better. Whatever, man, Jid better. It's gonna Jid better. It's just gonna come down to this, right? And it's thing that I've always say, and you hate this so much. But it's just like numbers ultimately don't mean anything. Like numbers mean everything. No, they don't. And it, this thing, I'm not okay. Numbers don't mean everything. No, but numbers you become discount numbers years. when it doesn't make sense. Numbers matter to the entire industry, to the genre. I th- I'm not saying but Drake is, is better than these others' names, but you pretending like streaming numbers don't matter does don't. not make sense. They don't. Streaming gonna... numbers are ten years old. 
Like, listen, we're gonna take me a, numbers still matter. We're gonna take a left turn here. I'm just gonna put something in here that neither of you are gonna like because I was looking something up from last week. I'm gonna. When we were talking about gun. Like, <laughs> when we were talking about Gambino versus Tyler, right? Oh and, my god! And the permanence. Since we're talking numbers. I'm just going to give you an example of how this can be flawed, or you know, in in your view, might be flawed. Correct, correct, correct. I looked up the number, the sales numbers of because the internet versus Igor. In ten mm-hmm. years, because the internet has sold five hundred thousand copies. In three years, Igor sold more than that. In three years, Igor has sold double and has gone platinum. Brandon, you're the you're the child that's got me the person. Once again, like I don't think that? that shit matters. Like, I know, I but I'm just saying, like, this is the kind of thing that we see. It's like there, are, there's differences in time and technology and all these things that impact these numbers. So I just think, it, 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 I just it's think, like it's a data point, but you, I don't think you can rely on it. I don't think it's fair to rely on it. Yeah, I just think like that stuff gets eroded. But it's not fair to discredit it. No, it you, doesn't make you sense. To I don't not think you can matter. discredit it either. I think it has to be a data point. You have to take it as a frame of reference. But to the put thing, but these the aren't outliers. Out. Yeah, but the thing like, is, these that, aren't outliers like, in the numbers. These are real raw numbers. Okay, but that like, impact all of the artists. But like the thing is, music, right, it, it is not a thing that is measured or objective. It is like this thing that we're talking about. This experience, it's any kind of effort to like quantify this with numbers is just trying to put a square block in a circle. It's all okay. just trying to quantify the unquantifiable. And I say, why don't we just not do that? Because the fact of the matter is people, music has been a large part of people's lives for thousands of years before people bought it. People have gone to see live music since we were still on the Savannah in Africa. Right. And hip hop itself has strong anti like consumerist origins of being music that wasn't even recorded mm-hmm. when it was invented. Right. I, I feel right. like it's not meant and the for other the thing is that personally, personally, I think the commodification and the commercialization of hip hop is the problem. I don't think it's like a new generation of rappers. I don't think it's, you know, producers, you know, who love 808s and hi hats. I don't think it's any of that stuff. I think it is this over, over like fascination on numbers when like this is something that in the most generous things, in the most generous of, of outlooks, has been around for five percent of like recorded music. <laughs> like I, I, think, I think, and I think if we are going to talk about these things like as pieces of art, as cultural artifacts. I actually think that requires us to dismiss the numbers to a degree, right? Now, I understand that, like, I'm not the only person on this show. So there's going to be other perspectives. But the thing is that, like, no, I think it is actually, like, completely valid to have conversations that completely disregard the numbers. There are completely valid and very boring conversations to have that are only the numbers, right? Like... That's my thing. And the other thing is that I, I think not only are these conversations possible, but it behooves us to want to engage in them. So that, that, just to jump in for a second, that kind of gives some credence to what I was saying, where the numbers do serve as useful in that they are a data point. They give you a frame of reference for what is popular, to what extent it is popular, given the tech, like the tech available at the time to use it, whether it's streaming, purchasing albums, whatever. It gives you like context for that particular 
piece of music, art, whatever. But at the same time, numbers are never going to critically tell the story yeah. when it comes to what, what a piece is and what the actual cultural impact of that piece is. Right. And it's like, you know, do you know the so, sales numbers behind Straight Outta Compton? They were recorded. This is, you know, like, yeah, you could Google it, right. but like, how much do you it's think? It's never going to, it's never going to reflect. You, yeah. How yeah. much do you so, think about okay. that? These conversations so this is the erode, thing. and that erosion themselves is kind of evidence that they are ultimately a little pointless. Look, no, no, no. This, this is what I would say. I would fully agree. Streaming in general has inflated numbers, where the numbers almost seem pointless, because they are 10, 100,000 times more than before streaming existed. Yeah. But even before streaming, they counted the profits. I know. Of what they sold. I mean, on these types of music. So, all right, what I'm saying is this. What you sent me today on TikTok is very important. When you go and go get oh, your master's or go get your PhD oh, or whatever uh, it is, uh, there is a difference Wolf, between out. studying economics and studying business. They're two totally different schools of thought. Yeah. Economics focus on what should be. And if you look at economics and how it works within the U.S. government, it's a more positive outlook. No. But you go to business school to run a fucking business. Yeah, but okay. Well, I everything is a I fucking business. I don't think you. So I'm saying, I'm not saying Drake doesn't care about music. I'm not saying other music, other artists don't care about music. But this is how they make money and how they live. Yeah, you, you can't discredit. Because how we, unfortunately, in 2023, value an artist and give them credit is through dumb Grammys that are normally wrong in streaming numbers, which is profits. This is how we fucking judge artists. But that's not. So I don't those aren't think the only ways. But I'm not saying that's the only way. But yeah. at the end of the day, what matters is money. I don't. All that matters. And now is I'm not. Make I money, I don't think that... get golden cup, and good pitch for fork score. Those are the only so, metrics. So I'm not, that, that's not to discredit Childish Gambino. That's not to discredit Denzel Curry. That's not to discredit Charlie, uh, um, Tyler Creator. I can go down the list of these names here. These people are great artists. Yeah. I, I'm not taking that away from them. But when you enter into a field or an industry that's a business, yeah, that's what you're going to be, be judged the, on. The thing that's, that's always when going you to be. play the thing sports, is that, like, hold on, hold on. When you play sports, the All Star NBA game was fucking shit. Yeah, it was the worst All Star game yeah. ever. Yeah. You know why? Because players don't want to get injured. Because mid season stats don't fucking matter. What yeah. matters is the playoffs and you winning a trophy. Yeah, but, that's why players don't care doing the All Star game. So what matters, unfortunately, now I don't want it to be this way. <laughs> then but what are you if doing Drake wins it? the most shit, then there's no reason to discredit Drake for being successful well, no one, in what he's doing. Well, no one here. Well, no one's arguing. No that. one's discrediting Drake for being successful. We're discrediting what I'm him saying, for not you having think valid numbers. Don't matter. Me. But I don't. Yes, because like. I don't think you understand. That, like if yes, he was, if he was a knob, he wouldn't have this. No, correct. It's the snowball no. effect. No, no, no. It's different. It's, my thing he is has that some like, level it's, of a, talent. it's an industry, but it's not just an industry. 
there's a cultural it's not milieu, just an industry you know i have a question for you like what kind of album would you rather have your name associated with something like i don't know fucking certified Lower i promise Party? you i'm gonna just i promise you i'm going to dishonor you and piss you off of my answer because i'm going to take what's going to make the most money why so, if I'm dropping yeah. one album, I'm going to do what's drop what's gonna make the most money. Well, I think that just reveals more about you than the industry. Because but I that's think that's what I'm saying. I if think, you go into I the industry like that, that, I'm like, not an artist. But the thing is that like I think most of these people they would rather have the masterpiece. And to be honest with you, I think Drake would too. Like I one hundred percent. Where Drake is in his career, do you think he really wants a masterpiece like Take Care, or does he want the money? I think if Drake could switch places with Kendrick, or does he Lamar, want the success? I think not even the money. The I success. think I he think if Drake could switch places with Kendrick Lamar, he would do it like that because he wants strongly to strongly disagree because he wants to be his on entire top. personality and what he talks about. I do not agree with that. He, but the he, Drake he, just put a fucking Super Bowl commercial of him with a bunch of women. You think Drake wants to be Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, dude, he wants to be number one without an asterisk next to his name. Because the thing is that... I don't that, think he cares about the asterisks, if I'm being honest. I wouldn't care about the asterisks if you're at the number one. He already said it in the song. As long as you're at the top, that, it's like, only below. But the thing is that, like, where are you number one? You're number one on the sales charts, but you're not number one when people talk about their favorite albums. You're That's not like number one. number one about Bad Bunny. He's number one. Is he not? No, no that's, listen, that's this, good, is, that's this is automatically this is automatically invalid because we have something that shows Drake isn't satisfied with this. Look at how he slid into Fantano's DMs about the fact that Fantano was negatively critiquing his scores. Yeah, that does not albums. that does not belie someone who is confident in his creative if, output. If he were truly satisfied with commercialism and and just being successful from a monetary standpoint, why would he care about that? He wouldn't. Yeah. That's the thing is that like I don't this this isn't I'm feeling a light one at best like come on I'm like what this isn't just an industry it's a lot more than that and well, I you think need validation yes but I think and I think like at I think the industry follows the art like you know like think about it if the CEO of Universal Records doesn't go to work do you still have music to listen to if Hopefully. little Uzi Vert doesn't go to work, do you still have music to listen to? Do you see what Wait, I mean? Wait, what do you mean? I, I just missed your point. Hold on. What do, what do you mean by that? I mean, like, if we're talking about, like, numbers and everything, mm-hmm. the people who really control the numbers are the labels, you know? The business okay. side of it, the industry side of it. And it's just like, it's ownership 101. When you're the CEO, you're not actually doing the work that produces the product that makes the money, right? The CEO cannot go to work because Drake's still going to go to the studio and make an album. Granted, for whatever reason, right? Whereas if Drake or Little Uzi Vert or any artist doesn't go to Mm. the studio and make the album, the industry has nothing to sell. I disagree. They will find another artist. But my point is that, like, it's not if this one specific artist. Imagine if... I don't know. Imagine if the head of Universal. We just canceled Kanye. We will have other. If the head of Universal Records was like also was like the Grand Wizard of the KKK, and like literally and literally not a single recording artist would make music for him. How is he going to make money? He has no. There's going to be another. There's like ten thousand recording labels. 
my, Tom my, McDonald my point, has entered the chat. Yeah, my point being, the, the industry follows the music. It is the industry follows is, what's hot. No, the Ernest. industry follows the music. It Real is quick, very wanna... obvious because without music, they have nothing to sell. I, I understand that, but I'm saying you're saying like people are not replaceable. Obviously, these are bigger names and they are hard to replace. But you're acting like if these certain artists decide we're all gonna go like in, individual self promoting like Chance the Rapper level, obviously they will still get placed. Kendrick Lamar can go do what the fuck he wants to do. He just went to PG Lang. Do not deny that. But you're acting like there aren't other artists that will fill in the place that want to also be stars. My, that's not. That's you're missing the point. The point is that no matter no matter how you cut it, if someone doesn't go in and make the music, the mm-hmm. business crumbles. But you can make okay. music and not sell it to a record label. The record label is that. dependent on music. And this was true when people were plucking their guitars in the 1950s. It is more true now. Now you can even make a living without those people, right? So but what, are you, what are you getting that, towards? My point is just that not only is this simply, not only is this not just an industry, it is an industry second. Because if it was an industry first, it would keep going if there was no art. So I want to throw something in here as well. Purvis, you just finished up a nice little, little master's degree there. Tell me, what is one thing that capitalism is really, really good at? Oh, killing What people. do you mean by that? Like, <laughs> like, like we, they're good at a lot of things. <laughs> what, is, what is the one thing that, you know, if it stops in capitalism, there's failure? It's fast. Making money? Growth. Okay, you, growth. Okay. You constantly yeah. have to have growth in a capitalist structure for it to exist right yeah, if you look at you look at caterpillar right the construction manufacturer equipment manufacturer in 2018 they didn't they they made a lot of money they didn't hit their profit target by like 0.8% their stock tanked because people mm-hmm. lost confidence in their ability based on projection oh no the growth wasn't where we expected it to be now the music industry has to exist within a capitalist structure that is all we know as consumers as individuals as americans whatever Right, what what we live in. Right. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. not true. There are not, there are like record labels that are co-ops, which yeah, is but version, the but main the output, of, the main so, output. Even so, those sure. co-ops exist within a capitalist framework that sure, require yeah. these right. things to exist. Pretty much so, everything in America, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very less, difficult yeah. for most people to imagine life without this, right? Yeah. So, in that sense, the perpetuation of success and commercial commercialism for an album based on the size of the artist is pretty much predetermined because you have with every release, you have greater resources, greater funds being allocated to then spread that and distribute and grow to more people. So you see music careers follow the trajectory of industries or even capitalism in general. And that if you're not growing, you're dying. And these perpetuating labels who have a huge stake, they're the primary stakeholder in these artists are the ones who are going to push them to these heights. Look at how heavily Scorpion was promoted on Spotify when it came out mm-hmm. relative to other projects, just in general. And it's because, yeah. you know, Mass the, market it. the yeah. previous album has to do better than the last one. Otherwise, what does that say about public perception? Just given the capitalist framework we live in. 
So in a sense, the numbers are misleading because there's a skew and there's a bias there towards already large players. Yeah. So that's just I, like I don't something not that at all. So yeah, it's something to even, keep in mind is like the, the bigger <clears throat> they are, the bigger they're going to continue to get because that's the way our system is designed yeah. to work. It's like at Mario a Kart level. in reverse. The, the... Go off. Go off, King. <laughs> Mario <laughs> Kart in reverse. You know how in Mario Kart when you're in the back of the pack you get the best weapons? Yeah, it's, it's the opposite. Capitalism when you're in the front you get the best weapons. Hell yeah, blue wow, shells. That, that was a deep cut. Uh, that was a deep cut. It's Mario Kart. That. It's the highest level. No, it's, I appreciate the, that. No, it's the bro, Drake of video games. Mario Kart out of nowhere. <laughs> you cannot blame me for being like, what do you mean? <laughs> I didn't understand. Yeah. What do you mean yeah. by Mario Kart? Yeah. <laughs> I and didn't like, expect Mario Kart. And like, look, as the as the fervent anti capitalist on this podcast, I would Correct. say that just because it is hard to imagine life outside of these systems doesn't mean we shouldn't try. No, of course. Yeah, but, this is true. but this yeah. is the, true. the reality of the situation is, you know, we find ourselves in the framework that's pretty much all we know for the time being, sure. and that's the way we're going to continue to interpret art, music, and everything else in our lives. Yeah, right. Especially off what you just said, Drake is Apple. Yeah, Apple doesn't really grow every year, but you're gonna get a new phone. Yeah, it becomes it, it becomes is. it becomes easier to have mass market adoption when you are that size because you have yeah. the resources to force mass market adoption in one yeah. way or another. Yeah. This is oh, true. This can is we true. please pivot from the Drake conversation? Done? Let's do it. If we're done, we're at two we and a half hours. Drake, not Drake, Purvis. I'm just gonna call you Drake from now on. <laughs> explain your four. Explain your. That's yeah, fine. Explain your your four honorable mentions, real quick. Oh yeah, I didn't please. even mention that. Okay, I'm I'm gonna whip through this. Okay. I'm gonna start with the last two. Okay. Child or Child of the Creator, Childish Gambino. What I'm gonna do is go ahead and erase these. Because I think they deserve to be on the top four, but I just didn't include them. We, but we already them. talked about them. Fair. We already talked about them. Fair. I love your honorable So I'm going to do that right I, off the I, bat. I love I'm, yours, yeah. So I'm just going to sit off the bat, remove them, understand. The two that I included now. First one is Chief Keef. Yeah. Do we have large pushback on Chief Keef? No, no large pushback. No, no. It's the only, the only, the only pushback I have on Chief Keef is I don't understand how you can have so much pushback on Juice World and then include Chief Keef. Because to me, I think they're pretty much one and the same. Uh, just because Chief Keef is alive doesn't mean he's making like great albums. Great. Oh no, that. Work. That wasn't the meaning behind that. Once again, once again, yeah. like I, I fuck with the choice because I think that's a valid, that's a valid reason to have him on the list. It's just like the impact, the undeniably massive impact he had on the entire genre. So I'm not hating at all. I just feel like it's a little incongruent with the things that you said about Juice World. That's all. What I would say then, at least to address what you just because well, one thing, Chief like, Keith. Pops, go ahead. Mm. No, 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 I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. It just popped in my head. If you want to finish. I have ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, like, you're right. We shouldn't overly lionize and overly, like, celebrate people just because they died. But we also shouldn't use it against them. Like. True. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. What I would say for Chief Keef, the reason I put Chief Keef above something like Juice World. To to separate the whole because what we just mentioned the whole aspect of he was cut short Juice yeah. World was cut short we all agree his potential not out reached. of this world not reached yeah out of this world <clears throat> Chief Keef damn near created a whole subgenre and I and I think we can all agree on that yeah uh, Chief Keef was one of the front runners for actual trap music 
He is still in the genre creating as a front runner. He literally created it. Yeah, he literally created. Personally, I, I I don't know if I could say Juice World created SoundCloud. No, I he feel did like not. he was a front no. runner. No, I feel like not. he was a front runner. I no, feel like Chief right. Keith has right. the benefit of saying I made. <laughs> no, that's one hundred percent. That's facts. So I, that's why I included zero disagreement on that regard. Right. Yeah. Second one, we've done a whole episode on this. Mac Miller is debatably one of the most loved and well-accepted artists in the genre ever. No. No. Um, he has never received, at least from my personal experience, he has never received any negative feedback. And he is one of the few artists that we can really say we got a full discography front to back throughout his entire life. Unfortunately, he is passing and it ended on a fantastic note. A lot of other artists that have died recently, including Juice World, Pop Smoke, XXX, and other names, unfortunately are tainted by their estates. Mac Miller? No, none of that. Damn near flawless. And so that's why I would include Mac Miller, just because his, his positive impact, and again, expanding the genre to people who do not listen to rap. No, yeah, it's... If I did not feel the absolute obligation to have Drake on an honorable mention, because, like, I felt an obligation for him, J. Cole, and Kendrick. J. Cole and Kendrick are obvious. I like their music so much, and there's so much cultural weight behind it that when you put the mm-hmm. two together, it becomes, like... It, you can't. It's checkmate. <laughs> there's literally can't nothing not you can include do, it, right. right? Yeah. Uh, it's if hard. If I didn't have... Drake, I felt a similar way, because I do enjoy quite a bit of his music, and he is undeniably the biggest artist in the world, right? Like, so that's why I have him as an honorable mention. But, like, if I wasn't going to... Like the other name, Mac Miller would be a good option. Yeah, Mac Miller was the other one. Just because, like, he was a huge artist for me personally. You know, I I drifted away from him as he matured. Just like mm-hmm. as like one of my favorite artists, I liked him like back when his music was a lot more immature. To be honest, uh, that's okay. Yeah, but we then, all listen to it. <laughs> yeah, we all listen to it. And then, like, obviously, he just got so much better and better and better and better. You know. So I definitely had him on the list before I felt the the chains of my brain and the culture. <laughs> Guys, Absolutely. this was well, a fierce debate. I, I literally, I told you earlier, I was like, we are 100% debating everything. <laughs> but in a good way. In yeah, a good way. no, there's good feelings here. I don't hate anyone. No, no, no. Um, we made it. How long have we been going? Two and a half do hours. Do we do recommendations? Yeah, two, two and a half, half Wow. Do we have to do recommendations? Uh, uh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, we do. I got I got easy ones. I got real easy ones this week. I uh, an artist that I cannot believe we have not talked about more, considering how much me and Purvis love him. He's probably my favorite artist right now. Uh, I'm recommending Heartless by The Weekends. Oh, okay. Dude, that song, I remember when that song came out. Fuck, dude. It was pre-pandemic. I, I, I felt in my bones that something was coming. And I was just feral. Hey, yo. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And then this song Pause. hit, and it was like, oh. Like, <laughs> Purvis has left the group chat. Purvis remembers me dipping early on at Best Buy to go to bars. Like, 
Hey, it's the blue store. Pharaoh. Okay, <laughs> yeah, the blue store. <laughs> Pharaoh. <laughs> it's quite the term, but I understood it. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> okay, cool. That's a good choice. Uh, I, I'll, I'll just do mine then. Um, both of my recommendations right now is something that I wouldn't normally recommend, so I'll just go through them. Um, a song called September by Sparky Deathcap. I found it randomly through a TikTok song. I absolutely love it, and I think it's phenomenal. I would highly recommend visiting it. And, and that's my first one. Amazing. All right. My first one is Shape of My Heart by Sting. This is a song that I don't think either of you really knows, but you'll know it the second you hear it because it's a very popular feature. Purvis, this one's in the chat for you this week. I'm going to be looking into this immediately. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. listen to the first five seconds, and, and you'll know exactly what it is. Let me look at this. It's a feature? Oh, it's a feature. Interesting. I, I listened to the first, like, two seconds, and I know what it is. Yep. Okay. Wait, let me look it up. What's it called, uh, appropriate. Uh, appropriate. It's Shape of My Heart by Sting. Learn something new today, Jasper. <laughs> I feel the shame. <laughs> good song, good song. I'm so, have to turn. It's not going through my headphones for some reason. So, Brandon, I'll give you a little little fun tip here, or a little um, piece of trivia for you. Being the film film buff that you are, this song he is the film. Man. This song was not popular when it came out. This was part of Sting's solo career, a little over the top, you know, yada yada yada. What did cause this song to become popular and prominent before it was used as a feature or as a sample was it was the credit song for hit 90s movie, Leon the Professional. Uh, oh, okay. I, I got to listen to it now, but now I know I'll never. It makes sense. I'll now. definitely recognize it. Yeah, it's so for those who don't know in the audience, Leon the Professional, great movie, go watch it. I think it might still be on Netflix, but it's Natalie Portman's first breakout hit. I think it was the first thing she was ever actually in. I think so too. It's a very good movie. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. A little, little piece of film trivia for you. Perfect. I appreciate that. Perfect. I like that. So I'm going to recommend the song from Cocaine Bear. No, I'm kidding. Uh... I. All right, I'm actually recommending a song. We've done a lot today, Brandon. <laughs> I'm actually recommending a song by an artist we talked about a lot today. Because it showed up on my shuffle, okay. and I'm like... Boom, 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 boom. Uh, I'm recommending Triple uh, X by Kendrick Lamar featuring U2. That's a uh, great song. Yeah, and here's the thing. This is why I want to recommend it, because I remember hearing, like, what the fuck is U2 going to do on a Kendrick Lamar song? Why oh, are yeah, they definitely. Here? When we saw that, why like, are what's they going in on the here? same state? Like, let alone the same studio, let alone the same song. Like, okay, it's California. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But, like, but it works. It totally do it does. Oh, not it fits. It does not it bring it down at all. It works excellently. Bono's little part is, like, really good. Incredible. Fantastic song. I love it. I love it. I'm in. Um, my second song then be a song by Switchfoot that I found through Twitter. Somebody sent me like a rock song. It's called Meant to Love or Meant to Live. I'm sorry about Ooh, that. Switchfoot, that's interesting. Yeah, it's something I've never heard before, as yeah. you can tell. Um, I thought it was a fantastic song. It's a good like, I know this is going to sound weird, but it's a good mixtape song in terms of like an NBA mixtape song. <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel <laughs> but like there's highlights and then there's like heavy rock when they go to score. Right, I thought it yeah. fit. I liked yeah. it. <laughs> so that'll be my second one. All right, Jasper um, closes out. My second one is one that I'm sure you both know really well. Right now, it is my second favorite 10 minute song. <laughs> it's a uh, Tyler. We're Creator. gonna do an episode on that. Child the Creator, Sweet, Forward Slash, I Thought You Wanted to Dance. Oh, really, really fantastic. nice cut. Good fantastic track. Fantastic song. Good, good track. Song. Right now, right now, second in my 10-minute song rotation, only to Pyramids. God, Excellent I choice. I love Pyramids Excellent so choice. I wish there was a pyramid <laughs> in Chicago, just so I can stand in front of it and, like... Just put... Just... Uh. <laughs> Look, as long as third is either Runaway or... Um, Dying of thirst. I'm okay with that list. <laughs> Dying of thirst. Mortal man. Mortal man is is working its way up the list. It Mortal really man. is. man. But personally, I'll, the... I'll take dying of thirst. Dying of thirst <laughs> is incredible. It's an absolutely incredible song. But uh, when shit hits the fan, will you be a fan? Will you be a fan? All the That's time, big... I I say to Rachel like. Are you going to stay loyal if those 25 years occur? And she goes, stop asking this question. She's like, <laughs> she's like you're not going to jail. <laughs> you know, you know, I have I have a question, uh, speaking of, of questions, to close okay. this out here. Why did none of us put MF Doom on our Mount Rushmore? It was very close. I was going to put MF Doom, but I haven't done my deep dive this year. Yeah, I'm actually doing Just, a full deep dive. It, it's not, I was not an MF Doom guy growing up. I yeah. listened to That's him, what I'm saying. But it's not. It's just Your not, favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah. I, I was about to say, what well, we will end the podcast with, all three of us will be doing yeah. an MF Doom deep dive left, this year. I, at some point. I, it is insane like how many awesome artists you just immediately disqualified from Mount Rushmore. Like, to think about, like, oh, your yeah. favorite rapper's favorite rapper, my f- the, the rapper me and Purvis both had. Like, his favorite rapper <laughs> is also my favorite rapper, Killer Mike. He's yep. not on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. My favorite producer, LP. He's not on the Rushmore. Like, and I felt like those were pretty obvious choices. So, like, even, right, right, right. like, I actually love, did research. Yeah. I found a website that did, like, the top 20, top 30 for each 10 years. Yeah. Killer Mike was on the list and he was high yeah he was like 16 for um was it 2010 or yeah. something like that he was high and nobody nobody put ghostface killer nobody put anybody from wu-tang i nothing. i was avoiding groups it's the group actively i was actively avoiding groups but they all do have solo careers out of those groups right? we'll take so, more than i other mean because ice cube ice cube is technically you know and all that that's yeah. why like that, but he yeah. didn't put Dr. Dre, right, right, right. Yeah, that, right. that's why, because yeah. like, I hey. had two choices that were like fundamentally groups, right? Ice Cube, who yeah. Ice Cube has a great solo career, don't get me wrong, but like fundamentally part of a group, and Reverend Run, and it was yeah. like... And great acting. I, I just had to... And then to... Pur- Purvis, you had Andre 3000. Yeah. I know, I, I know. I was going, like, Andre 3000 was one I really wanted to put on the list. I felt like I had to have Eminem on the honorable mentions, because it's like... How can you not? How do you not? I knew you guys were going to put them, so I didn't put them. That's another thing. That's a completely valid point. That was... Yeah. All right, guys. I got to go edit this beast. Uh... (laughs) I'm going to go eat. Okay. Good good night. Good luck. And Merry Christmas. Godspeed.